Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Rodeo Time, the podcast. It's a very special day today in the Dale Warehouse. We've got Mr. William Clark Green here. Oh, that was Wait, wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Donnie. <laughs> William. <laughs> William Clark Green in the house. What did you uh, play? Hamhorn. <laughs> it's called the Hamhorn. <laughs> Sorry, ham, my, ham, 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 ham. my sound guy isn't on the same level as your sound guy. But, hey, um, there's a lot of buttons on these things. <laughs> don't look at a soundboard then. Because um, you just got an iPhone. Uh, we had a great time talking to Will today, so you guys are going to want to listen to every minute because at the end of the show, he's got an offer. He's got a job offer where he's they're looking for someone for the band. Yeah. And so, you don't have to be musically talented. Yes. So you would be a great fit. If you are... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about Dale's music abilities. Um, we talk about what you should do. We'll give some advice. If you're a musician, you want to be a musician. So it's a long conversation, but it's a good one. Um, not any pauses, not very many moments where we had to... Hey, we, for, we did forget to plug... Uh, Cotton Fest. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I sucked that a little bit. I threw a little pow-pow on 2022. There. When is it? Uh, it'll be... April 23rd is the Saturday. I think you're right. It's, yeah. it's, I, that, it's that weekend. It's about the third weekend in April. Come check it out. It's in Lubbock at Cook's Garage. It is an absolute blast. And we're headed as the 21st to 23rd, and me and Dale are having a meeting today. We're going to have a meeting today. And Stand we're going to see where it goes. Um, but there could be something really cool added to Cotton Fest. There's, we're going to have a meeting here in about 20 minutes. It's me, Will, and J.B. Mooney. And Leroy Givens. Um, and Leroy and Donnie will be there also. <laughs> so I mean, we're going to have a quick meeting, meeting about what, go, what might go down that weekend at Cotton Fest, Cook's Garage, Lubbock, Texas. Come see you boys. And um, don't forget to check out our Netflix show. Yeah, it's great. How to be a We used to do that in the van too. This is really all way too familiar tricks that we used to do. Well, we were doing okay. So we were doing. We were just doing it with our mouths, like. Every time, and then Sterling Crawley was like, "This is this is all." I feel like Josh. Josh is Josh is the gate of all of this stuff that comes through. Yeah. So we find out that a lot of Dale's jokes and 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 success really stem from William Clark Green the can't my band and then being completely bored in the van and uh, doing things like well yeah well down yeah <laughs> um, yeah I also got the hat flick from Jacobs but I'm pretty sure that's not us yeah that's been Jacobs yeah. since I've known him I didn't mean to steal it from him but I do give him credit for it uh, much like I'm gonna give you credit for our second season when you tell all of your friends and family to go watch How to Be a Cowboy on Netflix. Hit play and go to the restaurant if you want, but help us out there. Love you guys, and uh, let's hear the podcast. Brought to you by K&M Rock and Roll Denim, Excalibur Containers, Total, Total, Total Feeds, Feeds, American Ants, American Ants. <laughs> Bill, Grease, Bill Grease Beef Company. <laughs> we'll talk about that too. <laughs> Rodeo time. Gotta get her on down the road. Donnie, you didn't, I don't have your numbers, you didn't get my text, uh, but I texted them about the Netflix deal, and I thought it was just, like, fantastic. Man, I appreciate I thought that. You did a great job, everyone did a great job, it was really fun to watch. Thank you. I was expecting it to be awful, to be honest with you. <laughs> Were you I, really? I, I was expecting it to be cheesy, and it wasn't, I, like, the, the storyline was awesome, like, how it ended was great, like, I, I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. I watched the, I, I watched the, 
in, a, in one day. I felt what? the same way. I didn't think it was going to be terrible, but I thought it was going to be really cheesy. Yeah, and it you, wasn't at all. It was, like, really funny. Yeah. You thought coming here was going to be cheesy, and you were like, oh, man. How I'm many just times? a negative attitude guy. I guess. <laughs> Maybe so it's negative. not you. Maybe it's me. <laughs> hey, we're rolling. You can go ahead and put that oh, on. okay. No, maybe it's me. No, it's just doing first-time things like that, like, you know, it's just, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if there yeah. was, I, I didn't know there was a storyline until about halfway through, and then I was realized, I was like, well, I want to know how he does. Now, right. like, I'm invested, I got to watch the next episode, like, and how it ended was fantastic. Like, yeah. it was so cool. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be a storyline. I thought it was going to be more of what you do on social media, and like, right, right. less, less, and, and, and just kind of, and, it just it felt, seemed really natural and fun to watch, honestly. So I hope that is there. How does that how, how does that work out? Like, do you have? Did they reach out to you, or do you reach um, out to them, or how does that work? So there's a yeah. So a production company reached out to me essentially, um, in, originally two years ago, almost, um, called Red Arrow Industries. Red Arrow reached out and they're like, hey, we want to make a TV show. And production companies had reached out to me before, but that one was. Like some about them was legit, and then they put together like a teaser sizzle of uh, me narrating stuff from my my YouTube video, and then they got us. Man, there was all kinds of major networks that were like we were talking to. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the names. I probably am, but like major networks where you would watch some serious shows. But then when Netflix called, we were like, yeah, we we want to be on Netflix, and so. We went, we went forward with it, and then a year ago, we would be in like the third week of filming a year ago, right now. So, um, that's typically how it works, right? Yeah. I mean, it's always about a year. So we were. Kinda, <laughs> <laughs> we, we were kind of shopping around a little, but like people were calling us, you know. And uh, and then when and then Netflix called and so I don't know exactly because you know the production company, and um, <clears throat> but yeah I was kind of like like Donnie like, I, well like you too like I expected a little bit of cheesiness you know well I was expecting but it wasn't near what I thought it was exactly what you do but there was actually a plot story like, yeah yeah and that's what I was curious was that was that fabricated before or did that just kind of happen? No, 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 no. See, I'm, and you can so watch So it the literally show. is the everyday, like that was like what was going on. That's and, what we yeah. do. That was pretty, de I mean like. And that's, see, that's awesome. And that's right. why it felt so natural because it was, because what I thought when I found out it was on Netflix, it wasn't necessarily what y'all do. I thought some production team was going to come in and completely f up what y'all been doing. Right, right, right. And that's more, I guess that's more on the lines of me thinking it was going to be cheesy because taking someone that has no idea about what the lifestyle y'all have and trying to fabricate the right. storyline and put the Hollywood influence on it, kind of, per yeah, se. 100%. And I thought that was going to ruin it, what y'all do. I guess that's what I was thinking about. But it wasn't. It was really cool. No, they, they did a great job there just because also, like, I mean, Donnie's going to his first rodeo in the show. Yeah. And so I'm not going <laughs> to say what happened, but these guys are like, so what's going to happen? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> but... But like we talk about in the show, we talk about this ladder system that I put him through where he goes, you remember, we, we, he goes through the, the spur board and then an easy horse and then a hard horse. And he gets bucked 1,000%. <laughs> I mean, that was like, that's when the show got serious. It was like, oh, like, yeah, he could have broke his neck right there. Right. Court. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when he's flying through the air, 
Dude, that he saved his most gnarly buck offs for Netflix. Yeah. But but yeah, I was like I was like this is a serious like this tier that I'm going up. The Carl Wayne stuff, we could have never planned that, you know. Yeah. Um, but we would have been over there. Right. Getting that. That was Can't that was super it. funny. That was so that day. Um, and funny. I was curious. That was kind of my thing. I was like, did they purposely? Is this a wild ass cow? They purposely let out. No, this is okay. dude. That Joker gets out okay, that's, all the that's time. That's hilarious. But, yeah. So I got him from Casey Donahue. That's why we named him Carl Wayne. He oh, used wow. to have a ranch in Throckmorton. Yeah. And he called me one day. He was like, "We need a super puncher." And uh, we hunted. Me but everybody was busy that day. So yeah, that's good. yeah, everybody else was busy. <laughs> we hunted all over that ranch. And I was like, I'm going to go check this one corner. And I was like, I really feel like we missed, you know. And so I went to find him, sure enough. And they were done. They were all about to unsaddle. And I came, like, leading Carl Wayne <laughs> up to the trailer. And he was like, oh, it's a super puncher. You know? <laughs> anyway, so um, he was an outlaw. Like, this dude was... Like uh, you could, yeah, you could definitely tell the wildest cow. I'd have been at the cell barn. <laughs> so, so what we did, what happened that day? So he gets out, and then, but it's like the next pasture, but we can't. There's not a gate through there, so we got to drive out on the road. I pull in, and like five suburbans came in too, and I was like, yeah, guys, yeah, no, 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 we don't need the whole crew. Like, oh, because maybe a drone, you know, uh, okay. and then one guy on the Can Am. It was a big wheat field. And I was yeah, like, y'all just go back to the house. Like, was that y'all's property or neighbor's property? No, it was the neighbor's. It was. And, and I was like, this is going to take us 30 minutes tops. Y'all just go back to the house, give us one cameraman and a, a, a drone. And uh, <laughs> the last guy out, he was the snack guy. <laughs> and I was like, man, Cooper, Coop, I'm sorry, but I mean, we'll, we'll be fine. And he was like, yeah, but I also got sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Coop. We don't need sunscreen either. We're gonna, <laughs> we're but he was dead. That's his job. So are know? these guys, where are these guys all, where's the filming crew from? Shoot. And they just like. LA, Oregon. So they're coming here and they're Tennessee. just like, what the fuck is going exactly. on? Exactly. Coop is from uh, Dallas, Fort Worth area. <laughs> oh, cool. It was all filmed during COVID. So Graham, Holiday Inn, 20 of them. They each had their own room. Wow. 20 rooms for two months. They couldn't leave. Because if they weren't filming with us, they're in their hotel room. Because if they would have left, then they would need probably, to be quarantined. And they're probably all uh, union, uh, union labor and all that stuff too. Yeah, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so so sure. many hours a day. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. It was weird because they had to. You had to start. You couldn't eat lunch for like six hours after you start. Well, we wouldn't start till you know nine o'clock. So like lunch was at three. Which was weird. Yeah. Every day lunch was at that three. That was the worst part. That was food, probably the hardest part. The food was amazing. The food though. was amazing, but like, so they catered it and everything. They had all yep. local. I guess so. They came in and just were like, they pretty much were. Were they so separate from y'all's camp? Like they were like, hey, we're gonna come in and do our thing and be as less intrusive to what y'all actually do, or was? Well, it, I was a producer. Okay, cool. And I was like. I was like a serious producer. Like I was, I mean, I was very involved. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Which is part of why I like the storyline and, yeah. and the, because they didn't know anything about it. Right. You know, like I had to be. Yeah. If it would have been like, we're going to film this barbecue joint, you know, re reality deal, you know, well, like everybody can pretty much guess what's going to happen in a kitchen. But when you're from LA and you come onto a ranch, you know, like they didn't know anything. They really didn't turn the cameras off much. No. Like oh, dude, we could have done like 14 episodes. 
Easily. Like, some of the most exciting stuff didn't even make the show. Really? Did you have a hand in editing? No. I wish... I mean, I... Was there stuff that you filmed? I'm sorry I'm asking you so many questions. I mean, no, who's interviewing here on this yeah, deal? It's fine. <laughs> were there things that got filmed and you were like, we're not putting that on there? Mm, I thought that. <laughs> Leroy's pretty critical. I, to be... No. Like, there was no disaster moment that, like, you knew you'd get so much flack for. No, there minute. wasn't anything where I was like, y'all can't put that on. Did you have that ability to do that? If they did capture something that was completely messed up, let's just say, like... I don't think so. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, like, that, like, we were on the same team. Me... The production company, yeah, yeah, Netflix, yeah. we're all on the same team. Okay, so, like, sure. if I would have been adamant and be like, can y'all please not, they would have not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the contract said. I'm yeah. sure the contract was probably probably a little more in their favor. But regardless, like, it was a very good relationship from start to finish. Cool. Like, all, they were easy to work with. That's awesome. So, it, and from that regard, like, but there wasn't anything. To be honest, the main thing was I wish we could have put more in the show. Like, well, I wish we could have done two or three more episodes. Yeah. I wish we could have. But, um, I think nine episodes. Nine or ten. And they're 30 minutes long, long, right? Yeah. 22, yeah. 24. Yeah. And you can, yeah, I, I watched it all over. I watched it all quick. We watched the first one on the bus right after a show. We were in middle of nowhere, Kansas. And someone said something. And I was like, what? There's a Netflix, they have a Netflix deal now? So, the first thing I did is fired up, fired up the Xbox on the bus and went to it. And right after the show, we watched it, and then like we just kept watching. Like people would come on the bus, to, like come party, and we were just like watching. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Shh. "Yeah, hello, we're watching TV." No, we. Uh, so yeah, so to be honest, at the beginning, we were nervous. They were nervous that that we weren't going to have enough stuff to film, and so like we were going to make the intern deal a competition where like six people showed up and they had to compete. But really, and like ranch games or something like that yeah, yeah, to yeah, like yeah. win the... But really it worked out where it was like, we just, it was the opposite. Well, they're, honestly, the interns to me is like, that's the, watching the show. That's what you invest in. 100%. Because you, you, you know, and not to be rude, but like we, you know, you guys in the rodeo world, we know y'all's capabilities, what you're doing. But seeing someone from like start and seeing the training and then watching him go to his first step and then... Seeing her with her injury and, and yep. following that and her, you know, that's just really cool stuff. So there's a story between Leroy and I. There's a story between me and the, and the interns. There's the intern story, you know, and then there's just the overall learning about a ranch. There's the little comedy quips in between, you know, transitions where the one-liners, which are my favorite part. And then there's, there's just the, the action. So it's really like you find yourself watching. I've talked to a lot of people where it's like, they love Donnie's story, or they love Jordan's story. They thought the stuff between I thought and the I stuff was, between y'all was great. Was so, was surprising, yeah. and then of course a guy last night or earlier today I saw him. He's just a he's just a slumlord in Graham, and I ran into him, and he was like, "Man, those little bitty jokes y'all throw in there are just the that's what made the whole you know like everybody's got their <coughs> favorite thing, which was." Interesting. The majority of it. Like so, the cow, the cell barn, that was a real thing too. Hundred percent real. I saw it coming, coming, but we couldn't. I saw it coming. (laughs) So there was a guy. There was a guy supposed to be over there, and and he wasn't. He was new. It was his first week, maybe his second sale. I'm sure he's nervous. The fucking cameras are on and all that. He didn't chain it, and so I'm on the opposite side. I literally couldn't have made it over there. But I saw it happen, and I was like, this is going to be perfect. I knew the bull was gentle, but his horn got hooked, and I was like, here it comes. And sure enough, all you had to do is turn. Gate comes open. 
takes off, and I was like chomping at the bit. <laughs> of course, the Sailborn folks, they're, I mean, they don't want that sucker on the highway. Hell no. You know, like 380s no. right there, like that, that or 67. Was that, that Graham? Bad. Yeah, yeah, Graham Sailborn. I bought, a, I bought a handful of cows from there. But I, I knew he was, and they didn't know how gentle he was, and I had kind of picked up on it, but he, uh, yeah, that was. And the bet was funny, funny, how much, right. yeah, that was funny. It, it, that but actually yeah, wasn't the dollar amount on the screen, that's their weight, but he was about a dollar a pound, uh, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. just rolled with yeah. it. Like There were a few little things in there like that that were, there's there's a. That people are going to be like, that's not right. Blah, like, blah, blah, blah. So during yeah. that scene. During that scene, there's a few moments where you can hear Craig Cameron, who's in episode four, and you can hear Craig's voice going, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> just, but Craig's got this iconic Western voice, and so they kind of use it. But, it, it, you know, it doesn't, it's obviously not sacrificing the integrity of the story. You know, it's just a fun yeah. way to, or there'd be one part where you see me, they'll do a close-up B-roll shot of me putting my left foot in a stirrup, and you can tell it's a sorrel. And then they show me throwing my leg over my white horse, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which those are just funny, you know. Yeah. None, neither one of those, like I said, sacrificed. And then, but uh, Roper, the the TV like critic, something in Roper. There's it's like a, a Chicago. He's like the most famous critic, like TV critic. Something in Roper yeah. rave, you know, like whenever you, they throw that up on the screen about a movie, like so he he made a review of the movie of the of the ep, the episode early, like a week before they came out, and his was like a flying colors. He loved it. That's he was awesome. Rotten Tomatoes before Rotten Tomatoes came. Well, out. and what's really great about it too is how clean it is, and the, yes, the cussing right. is tasteful, and you bleep it out, which is great. But it's like. Honey, stop saying the F word. But it's it's a uh, it is a family type deal. It's like it's fun for a band full of degenerates to watch it, and then I'd be cool with right. my nieces and nephews watching yeah, sure. it too. Yeah, you know? And that's what we're. I mean, that's what we go for on our YouTube channel. So it was only natural that we wanted. Right, to be, right, you right. Know? And and uh, so anyway, we're, so you don't have a publicist. What's that? I don't know <laughs> what that is. What so mean? like when we release a record, an album, like we hire a lady that she's like she costs X amount of dollars per month, and she. When we release a record, she works for us for like eight or nine months to help with the release of the record. So she gets us in all the magazines, publicist is magazines, radio, uh, newspapers, TV, late so night, all that stuff. They have one. And, oh, okay, and, yeah. And that's what. That's uh, on their side of things. That's what they did with. That's how the Roper guy gotcha. before the that's show why came I asked, out. Yeah. Um, so they, I don't know, I want to say they sent. I mean, it's like thousands. Yeah. Of, um, but. I mean, is Del really, Risby going to Sun, Sundance? I don't know what that is. <laughs> but, um, oh yeah, the Sundance. Is it Sundance Square? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Sundance? it's in Fort Worth. Yeah, Sundance is in Fort Worth. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, that. Oh, you're talking about Fort Worth. Is that the? No, Park no, Park? no. Sundance is in parks outside of Park City, Utah, and it's like oh. Robert Redford. It's like is, a, award it's, winning. Yeah, it's like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, we'll probably go there too. Yeah. If they call. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you, we need to make, make a short movie. I've been hustling in the DMs. That's really? where my I've been my own publicist. Good. I don't, man, I've been. The, well, that the one I'm most excited about no. lately is Ed Bassmaster. You follow Ed Bassmaster? I don't know who that is. He's the guy like, like he just watched the, the one with oh the car. Gosh. Oh, that's neat. Look at that. That's neat. Would you look What'd at you it? Look at that? Yeah, that that's guy. Ed yeah, Bassmaster. Okay, gotcha. Y'all like, quote him a lot. And y'all oh my gosh, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> so he made a video today that I put on my Instagram that. 
anyways, that was a pretty. But really, I'm doing this this uh, um, this competition, which will be going out when this episode airs. But it's uh, people that tag the show in their if they post and tag the show, tag me, and give a shout out. Then I'll, I'm picking people to give free Delaware to. Oh, cool. And that has really blown up. A lot of people have been helping promote the show. Yeah, you, I didn't, mean, uh, you didn't give the instructions very well. A few people got really, really frustrated with me. I reposted their deal. I didn't they know thought they won. Doing <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, man, what do I win? Uh, <laughs> I'm to talk to Dale. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I didn't know that you were doing it. I hadn't looked at your story when I was oh. reposting them. Well, koozie, <laughs> a, a, a 50-cent koozie goes a long way to help make people happy. It's like anytime something happens at our merch table, someone gets frustrated, I'm like, dude, give them like a handful of koozies. And, there you go. And, yeah. you know, and they're always like, dude, thank you so much. You know, blah, blah. So I there's get some koozies. Y'all don't have koozies, do y'all? Yeah, we yeah, got koozies. Do. Yeah. I don't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that um, it's been crazy though. Right now, we're just—it's all about trying to get a season two. Yeah, you know? which the show's doing good. I don't—I don't see why how we wouldn't, unless they just decide it's not something they want to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't. I guess but there's, the so on, yeah, there's so much trash on. Yeah, there's so much trash on Netflix too. So we'll see. We'll see. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's been fun. Very it's been cool. It's fun to watch for. It's fun to watch for people that have been following y'all, like me. You know, been following y'all since day one. You know, and uh, and how it started, and, and now it's on Netflix. It's just like, and it just shows the hard work too, which yes, is obvious. So we did the first video, 2013. What was the first video? Dale Brisby Bull Rider One Greyhound Dog Balls. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen it. I was uh, <clears throat> I was in a Woodstown, New Jersey, and yeah, just West cutting up with some guys. You, so when it started, you were on the road rodeoing. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, makes sense. You were fighting bulls time on your hands. Jersey, yeah, I was fighting bulls at that time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were killing time. Well, it's, yeah. the rodeo circuit's just super similar to what we do. It's a lot of hurry up and wait, and you get like, we you know, we only have fun for ninety minutes, mm-hmm. and we have fun after the shows too, but. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, the whole day is, stre- it's hurry up, wait, high stress, yeah. you know, and it's just like, we just kind of sit there and, and you have to entertain yourself somehow, especially when we're in the van, yeah. you know, which is what you guys were doing in trucks and, you know, and um, it's just like, it's so miserable in the van, you have 11 guys in a van, like, you have to be funny or you'll, it, you won't, you won't do it. Yeah, you have to get yourself through it. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. That's hard to do. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, you guys, you guys got it, and then you got to work a lot harder once you get there, especially you being leave. Uh, I mean, the good thing is hiring great employees. I mean, to, to really take the workload off. I mean, and having great management and great booking and, and putting the pieces together in the puzzle. But yeah, I mean, it's it's for for me. I think the one thing that's taxing after like a long weekend like this of five five shows in a row uh, is it's. it's Especially the way I sing, it's so hard in my voice, and also like you're uh, you having to be on at every moment, you know, and like you know people people spend their weekends, plan their weekends on coming to see you, and mm-hmm. when they, they they meet you, you have to be great, no matter if your girlfriend's pissed you off, or no matter if your dad's sick, or if your sister's kids in the hospital, yep. doesn't matter what, yep. or you're just having a bad day, like you have to paint a smile and you have to be nice and respectful because. They've planned their entire week to come see right. you, and yeah. if they get the chance to meet you, you have you you want them to have a good experience with that, you know. So. Yeah. So do you do like a, and you're talking about on stage, off stage, like you know whether it's at the merch table or whether it's 
uh, backstage or whether it's uh, a friend of someone's, like a friend of someone that we, that, that their friend's at the show and their family wants to meet us without the yeah. they come on the bus and like, yeah, and uh, and I think that's the only thing for me is like the, but I don't, I don't work, normally I work two days a week so it's hard for me to even bitch about it, like my job's yeah. great, you know, but like those are the things like mentally taxing, it's not physically taxing, it's just mentally taxing and that's why, like when I go home, like I'm just like, that's why I love going to Easton so much just because I just, you know, I'll get on the tractor and just zone out for four hours and shred or I'll, yeah. I'll go fix something that I have no idea what I'm doing but I just, it's like getting my brain to do something outside of that. 100%. You know? so, that's why I'll randomly like go, like work, day work for somebody. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's it's physically like five, six times more exhausting. Uh huh. But at the end of the day, I have way more energy. Yeah. Because. For sure. And just, dude, building fences also like, it, it could, like, I had to do it unfortunately during the freeze, which was 11 degrees outside, and uh, I had some cows get out. And, um, but that, Fixing fence also is like, there. It's like therapeutic for guys like me who 100%. aren't real cowboys and just kind of do it. I, my cows are just for fun, like, and and I enjoy the aspect. I love my grandfather's farm, still having them there. Like, it's yep. just kind of this nostalgia thing. It's more romantic in my head than it is actual. Like, hundred percent. It doesn't do any create any income. It buys some new implements for the farm, and I get a tax write off. And, well, I mean. <laughs> The property was it was handed down, so it's like you know, uh, nostalgia. Yeah, it's just kind of like this awesome thing. Like I'm proud. Yeah. I'm proud of our farm. You know, I don't want it to turn into a deer lease. Pretty yeah, much, right. you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, no, there's 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 a, a fencing and ranching and working with a horse. Yeah, cleaning out the barn. Yeah, God. working with a colt. Like all those things are like, they're they're sure enough like. Yes. The fencing part though, there's a time limit, you know, it's, it's therapeutic for like, <laughs> and there's a, there's a season hours. limit, like yeah. August, hell no, but yeah. springtime, early fall, yeah. which, which no one ever does for like, like two and a half hours. Then you yeah. go do something else. Yep. So yeah, then yeah, you got Willie, Kevin and Gabe out there digging <laughs> how many holes. Yeah. Did, have you, you probably haven't seen right. my Snapchat. So I've got like, like 4,000. I'm not, I'm on Snapchat, but I don't even touch it or my stories, but there's like, so I got a new fence. It's like just around the house and the barn. It came out to like 3,000 feet of, I did a top rail pipe. Yeah, I saw, I saw yeah, that new wire yeah. on that fence, yeah. Yeah, and then there's there's a slick wire. Um, but you, the backside, I don't know if you saw the cedar post stays where they're putting them in. I didn't go around the house. I yeah, so, to the garage so there's, and turn around. Yeah, so there's a, a cedar stays every foot. That you were putting in the episode? Is that what he was putting into the episode? Yeah, okay. somebody, not him, but Willie oh, okay. was. Willie okay. and Kevin so, Gabe. but the thing is, is like there, it's a, it's a, the pipe is at the top, and and they need to go under that pipe. So what a lot of guys would do is chainsaw them. You know, if there's 14 inches sticking above the pipe, sometimes 18 inches, chainsaw it. No chainsaw. I mean, like I have a chainsaw, but I don't want them to chainsaw it. They're digging post holes every one foot. Burying that 14 to 18 inches and tamping them in the ground. But they're like an inch in diameter. Right, but still, like so a, is a postal, postal digger, still, like a like an inch. Long, is it like a tiny postal digger? You're no. making them build. It's a normal asshole. size. <laughs> the, ground, the ground's hard enough. They've broken three. <laughs> yeah, they broke some postal diggers. diggers. But the like, other, but at the end, it's gonna be a stout fence. Willie has gained a lot of muscle since it's gonna be a stout that. fence. It like was, hard ground, like you have to have a tamping bar hard ground? 
Uh, yeah, uh, just turn a shovel over. Yeah, that's yeah. How, we just use a uh, yeah we just use once a shovel you get it out it's fine it's getting it out getting Not the dirt easy. out of the ground. So <sighs> what I did the other day, um, did you get a glimpse of my round pin? I barely big posts. Well, what we did we had to do on those is we stripped the bark because when you wire those the bark kind of after a year it'll rot. Well, then it's Everything's real loose. loose. So I told these guys I was like, all right, I want to strip the bark on all three thousand of these stays. <laughs> When we they started, it, we were hoping that they were all together doing it. Yeah, so they start stripping the bark, like, you know, different times because they go in a different. So Kevin, in two hours, he had four stays of the, the strips. And it, it turns out. Is he wires. out there with his fingers or pliers? Yes, or does he have like they're a trying everything. Pocket knife. They're trying everything. And uh, <laughs> so, so uh, they each stripped about like three or four posties each. And I told him I was joking. But. That's I thought they were going to quit. No, I thought they were going to quit. But, but they, they believe me because, heck, I'm already making them dig a hole. So they're like, oh, I guess so, you know. <laughs> but they didn't want to believe you. Surprisingly, <laughs> all three of them took it really well. They did yeah, all three. They took laughed it really well. and they were like, oh, yeah. that's a good one. No, they were going to, yeah, none of them quit. They actually were doing the, so. Then I turned the camera off and asked them, like, why weren't y'all mad about that? I'm getting paid either way. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I, it's not like I need them done by this Friday. They'll go out there and work on it four hours and then come to the warehouse. Or yeah. Something. So, but it is going to be a stout some buck. So, are there any interns that strictly work on the ranch, or do they? Everyone have worked both warehouse and ranch. Um, right now because we're so busy, everybody's doing both. Yeah. And having to come over here and help, but those three spend a lot of time at the ranch. Yeah. Except for Jordan. Yeah, J Jordan would typically be over there a lot. Um, riding horses, the girl in there that was editing, but she had knee surgery, so she's just editing. So between y'all two, who works the most on the ranch? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we got a well and a me. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know that I'm over there half the time, but yeah, I, I do more supervising at the ranch. Yeah. So y'all are doing that fancy stuff though, huh? What? Well, my whole deal's changed, so I have a good you know Merrick? Um he's a bull rider for Texas Tech. That uh, sounds familiar. Because that's an unusual name. He's his dad's a vet in Eastland County. Uh so I met that works for you? No, he doesn't work for me. Uh I met him just because I met him through his dad. I got my uh I got my Cal's Preg check and uh uh and he was working there. I guess he was still in college when I got my cows project checked and, and he knew who I was and he came up and then I figured out we have a mutual friend, figure out he golfs, no one needs to really golf, so me and him turned into golfing buddies, right? Yeah. So he finished out a cow, uh, like eight months ago. And I don't know if you've heard of Wilkes Wilkes a ranch. Uh they're billionaires in the Cisco area and they've got amazing Angus cattle. Like they're just like top notch. They got a bull worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars out there. Dang. And their beef's great, right? And so we cooked steaks one night, and Merrick brought over his beef. And uh, and I was like, I was like, damn, this steak, I didn't know which one I was eating. I was like, man, this steak tastes better than the other ones, because I had like three. So yeah. And uh, and Merrick started smiling. He goes, yeah, that's the one I just finished out. And I was like, you, this is yours? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, shit, that's awesome. Well, then he came to me like two weeks later, and he was like, do you really like that beef, or you just joshed me? I was like, no, I, really, I, think, I think it was better. I thought it, literally right. thought it was better. Yeah. And he goes, well, I've got an idea if you want to listen. And so he was, he, he wants to start. He got this lease property uh, close to my my place, and 
uh, Bill Grease Beef Cattle Company, which is kind of a joke, right? I made hats because I, I had five cows at the time. And I was like, just as a joke, I gave it to my friends and family. And then people just started wanting to, they wanted to buy them. So I just started selling them at a rich table. And now we sell crap load of them. So he wants to start this beef company. They're opening up a new packing plant down the road in Brownwood. That's USDA approved, all that stuff. And so we're going to go pick out a cow tomorrow for my, my, my herd and then finish it out and then test it out, do the first test run. And then we're going to so actually So when you say do, pick out a cow, you're talking about like a younger Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to yeah, pick out probably a heifer because I have one, one steer. I don't yeah. mind. I'm the steer six. will taste better. Okay. Well, it's not a steer yet. And he's... How big is he? He's... he's he, could, he could procreate with his mom if he got lucky. <laughs> yeah, it's still might not be too late. It still may not be too late to castrate him. We're going to look at his name. We call him Dan Crenshaw because he's got pets over his eye. <laughs> he's a black baldy. And, uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, we're going to try that out and see. And I just told him that if we're going to do it. But he, just, he wants my marketing right with my fan base. Right, right, right. right. So, but which, the, the, uh, the heifers will still taste good. Yeah. They'll still be really good. But Well, this is just a trial. We're actually going to we're gonna do one cow and then sell off this batch of cows and heifers, right? So taste better is weird that you'll get more out of them. A steer, like okay. just, they're just, they're getting get bigger, bigger yeah. quicker. They're they're a little bit more efficient than a heifer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, anyway, yeah. but anyway, yeah. So we're we're gonna do one, and then we're gonna sell. We're gonna if we really like what we're doing, we're gonna sell everything off, and then buy a batch of ten that we think is the appropriate breed, I guess. Yeah. I'm big black cow believer. Right now we've got half red, half black. They're baldies both between them. You bet. So, um, and so. We'll just see. He's talking about like there's this heifer cross that does really well. Like he's sorry, I'm not heifer cross. Hereford cross yeah. that does really well. I don't know really know what it, he's talking about. Yeah, so like a Hereford cross with an Angus. Yeah. Well, that would be a baldy, right? Right. But like he's talking about some sort of like it was some name of a cow I had that was not familiar. My my yeah. very uneducated. You know, I know the main breeds, right? But I right. don't know like if I saw a limousine, I wouldn't really know it was right. a limousine. If I saw a Beefmaster, I wouldn't really know if it was a Beefmaster or not. Yep. You know, I'm not that educated at it, but I know the mains. Is it Brahma or Bramer? Because in East Texas, they say oh, Bramer, and West Texas, they say Brahma. Well, that's because we don't really like them over here in West Texas anyway. Why? <laughs> well, it's it's not that we don't like them. Like, I, they're, they're like... The mamas are crazy. Uh, yes. A Bramer person will tell you that this is not true, but I agree. They're crazy. If you go to, like, Bramer associations, they're going to tell you they're not crazy, but... I just think some of them are naturally more wild than others. It's not that's not necessarily why because we got a lot of wild cows out here too. It's just the climate. They do better on the coast. They do better in East Texas. Hot. The 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 insects. The just their skin is different than an Angus. They they don't do as well in the cold cold right. as like what an Angus would. <clears throat> so they're just fit for different places. They do really good like College Station. Yeah, yeah. Area. Well, see that or South was, Texas. When I was in high school, I used to work in. Uh, Brazoria County. It's over by Need, Need, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sugarland. Yep. And uh, and it was all brainers. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Now down there, like, and the moms can, were just like, for a Hereford down there is to cross it with a Bramer so that yeah. you can get, you know. We did that for a little bit. <laughs> That's why we're I have Herefords because when we were down well, you can't there. have Angus down there. It's too hot. You cannot have. Pretty warm. You have to have Brangus. You have to have a cross. something, yeah. some sort of Brangus or Brayford or something, something, but something with the ear in it. So, but every, but isn't every bucking bull. Have Brahma in it? Not, Not necessarily. But they all have humps on their back. I just figured that was all. That well, was I all. mean, even a big Angus bull will have a little bit little, of a yeah, hump. Yeah. yeah, Not as big as a Brahma, but. 
The majority yeah, of bucking bulls are crossed. When, that's one of the things, like, you know, a steer will not because they were castrated. Right. But whenever that bull gets big, that, that big neck, uh, big head, okay. that's yeah. one of those things. The that maturity thing. Yeah, yeah when they mature, they start up. getting that. <clears throat> but, um, and that's why, like, a Bramer steer would be, it would be a smaller than, right. you know, like a mature bull. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. I guess I've never seen a steer old because why would I? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, you only get to the house. We yeah, got, we got uh, one that's old prison and big. Mike. Prison Mike. But he, is he an old rodeo cow or, uh, bull or I think like he that? was a rope and steer at one okay. point, yeah, yeah, and then they used him as a practice bull. Yeah. Yeah, that's normally how, like, if if, if, if any of them get big, it's yeah. because they were a rope and steer. Yeah, they probably bucked him at a junior bull riding and the steer riding or something yeah. and turned back. And, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, keeping them. 100%. And then they put poured the feed to him and he keeps turning back. He's a good one. He looks like a cow, but yeah. buck's really good. Yeah. So... But yeah, these two that JB are bringing, I think one of them's got a little hump to him. What's he bringing? It's two for Willie. Do you know of bulls? Uh, no. One of them's not uh, hooky at all, and the other one's just kind of scared. It's not shrub grubber, is it? No, it's not shrub grubber. Okay, cool. He's not, is he coming? He lives in North Carolina, doesn't he? No. Where he is lives he? in Stephenville. Oh, he does? Yep. I thought he was... Lived in... He's from there. Okay. About a year and a half ago, he moved down to South Texas. Two-ish. And then about, yeah, about two years ago, he moved to South Texas. His wife is from Catula. And then about um, six months, somewhere between eight months ago. Yeah, right, for, right yeah, after the NFR. Right after the yeah, NFR, he moved to Stephenville. Okay. Yeah. Why is Stephenville Rodeo Mecca? Why? What? What is it about Stephenville that is Man, so much different than every other place? It's right in the middle. Yeah, That's a very good it's, point. It's right in the middle. You got. I mean, is there's the college. You think the college helped for sure, but I mean, there's there's rodeo college. Tech and there's there's rodeo colleges all over. Texas has, I would argue, the most rodeos. I don't think anybody would argue with me, but like there's there's somewhere to rodeo in Texas year round. And guess what they need at rodeos? Someone to play guitar at them. There you go. Paul <laughs> William Clark Green. Um, but yeah, so so like it only makes sense that somewhere right in the middle of it there'd be somewhere where they all congregate and then. You know, a long time ago, you had guys like like uh, Ty Murray lives around there, Tough Hedeman, Jim Sharp. Like a lot of those guys start making camp there. Yeah. And so then the infrastructure's there. And then again, the the, the Tarleton with the rodeo school, um, with the, with the college that has a rodeo team, and uh, yeah, people just start pouring in. And and then once you get the brand established, like it's not really, it's not what it is. It's what it looks like. And what it looks like is cowboy capital of the world. So then it became that. You know what I mean? I wonder how many gold buckles are there. Bunch. There's a lot more rodeo. I see a lot more rodeo cows, especially bulls, breeding facilities. You can tell that's what they're doing when you yeah. drive by them. And they used to be, you know, Holstein cows. They used to be the dairy capital. And it, I don't, I, there's like one. Pl- Big dairy, North yeah. Town. Yeah. 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 yeah, right on, out, off of eight. Yeah. yeah. And then right next to that, I don't know, that Australian guy, but he has that crazy, beautiful place. I mean, that fence uh, was like, it's like a million dollar fence. And it goes for like a mile. Yeah. And it's it's had this big, uh, it's like a kangaroo on it or something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're not talking about Clint Anderson's place, is it? I don't know. It's a horse trainer. Isn't it, he from? It's Rick One of them is. Uh, Scott. Nick, Nick. It's all green roof. He's, he's a little, he's more like halfway in between yeah. here and there. But um, anyway, it might be Clint Anderson. Yeah. I don't know. If you're at Larry Joe Taylor's house, place, if you're at Melody Mountain and you want to go to Langleville, 
-hmm. You go this back way and you go past this dairy farm and then you go, it's actually right across uh, 8. It's on the west side of 8. Um, yeah, I, it might be Clint. I don't know where Clint Anderson's place is, but I know he's had one around there. Man, it's, but it's it, He's from Australia. So okay, that, that makes make sense. sense okay. The kangaroo. Yeah. Um, but uh, how was LJT? It was fun. Man, it was so good. So good to be back. Um, Did it look like it was full capacity? I think that, uh, well, we played on Wednesday, and I wasn't there on Friday or Saturday. So all the photos I saw on Friday or Saturday were awesome. But every time, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday shows are always lighter than Friday. Right, Saturday. right. They just yeah, are. Every so, festival. Right. Um, uh, typically, you know, on Wednesday shows, they'll bring the big artists in to yeah, help right. out, you know, get <laughs> yeah. some more people on Wednesday. All right. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Well, hell yeah. We, uh, we had an absolute, fun, absolute uh, awesome show. I mean, it's just so much energy on that stage. The The funny story that happened that night is I was in Rio Dosa uh, with my girlfriend two weeks ago. We went up there just to relax and I had a couple cocktails and I cut my hair with scissors, kitchen scissors. It does look shorter. Yeah. And so uh, I cut a huge chunk off the back. So, and I don't wear hats on stage, never have, just, just not, never have, a, never wore hats on stage. And, um, but I had to do something. I either had to cut it either super short or cover it up. So I wore my cowboy hat on stage, which I've never done. <laughs> and uh, and at the end of the show, I grabbed it and I did the Garth Brooks thing, right? And I threw it in the crowd. And there's this guy. And this is like two hours in the show. It's like last, you know, one of the last songs. Like yeah. people are already kind of going to their campsite. And I look up and and there's this guy like standing in the field. And he's not even looking at the stage. And this, <laughs> and this hat just... Just like hits Smokes him in the neck, him. just like uh, like uh, like Doctor No on uh, James Bond, yeah. you know, like where he throws his hat and like slices people's heads off, and he, he goes, he, he's telling, he's like, what the, f and he grabs it and he just throws it behind him, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone behind him is like, oh, give me the hat, give me the hat. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. And I was hoping it would go up, you know, and kind of like float down, but it was like a. Frisbee. It was like, yeah. God, that's funny. Man, that's such a cool setup for, oh, for like musicians. Y'all got the way it's set up leading up. I mean, like, it's a cool maybe spot. you play at a lot of places like that, but I just, I feel like that's a cool setup. Top tier. Well, the way Larry Joe Tethered has done everything is literally, um, and he's been a mentor of me with Cotton Fest, him and his son, Zach. And I've just helped. They've helped me out so much with Cotton Fest, um, yeah. and they've been willing to help, which is awesome. You know that they're 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 so supportive of me and and chasing that, which is competition, which is yeah. great. Uh, yeah. That they're that they're 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 wanting to help me do my stuff too. So um, I've pretty much formulated what they do and how they run things and how they treat artists and their stage is amazing and uh, uh, it's just yeah they're first class man. It's, I mean, it's well it's first class. My funny story about LJT is. There was no one there except me and Donnie and Josh. Was it open? <laughs> we were recording. Oh. Did Josh not tell you about this? Uh, you think so? We were recording for uh, Kojo's. Song. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know when it comes out. So that song is cool. The, song. Uh, yeah, it was a cool song. What's the title of the song? So, so me and his fiddle player, dear friends. And he showed me their mixes on their new record. Jody. I don't know if I'm supposed to be. Yeah, Jody Martula. And um, and he texted me last night. He, he loved the show. He told me that he he showed me the song. He was like, I was like, that song's so witty. I forgot what the song was about though. Yeah, it's well, about I don't want to spoil it. Okay, yeah, Cowboy Scale. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, and I and he goes, and guess what? And I was like, what? He goes, we're getting Dell to sing this, sing this. 
of seeing this person. I was like, that's brilliant. Of yeah. course, of course, he should. Yeah, because it's, so, it's humorous song. It's great, and Coach doesn't have many songs like that. So it's it's no, cool. it's it's unique, it's a, yeah. but it's very catchy and it's well written. Yes, very well written. Yeah, no, and real was, cowboy too. You right. can tell. And then the the get the other guests. There's like five of us total. Yeah, and they're all real cowboys as well. Especially the last guy. Like it gets, it gets. It's it's pretty cool. Are they musician based? Most of two of them are. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Ish. One's a Poet. Yeah, yeah, one's a cowboy poet, two oh, musicians, yeah. and Dale Brisby. Two musicians. Yeah. Hmm. So, anyway, um, I wonder if that second. I wonder who that musician is. Is somebody that I'm very familiar with? Um, they play at Music Fest. Okay, so it's not George Strait. No. Oh, that was yeah. my. That was me. My guess. <laughs> but um, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah. So I was just messing around after, and I was like. Uh, let me record one of the things to throw in there and act like I was, and like so the next verse after his yeah the part. next verse and so Josh hit record and it was terrible, <laughs> it was so terrible. <laughs> I like to think that I was like before that day. I would like to think that I was like halfway decent. Mm -hmm. By no means should I be an artist. Like, that's never crossed my mind. I should go play for people who paid. You know. But if someone walked in the bathroom while I was singing in the shower, I wouldn't have been embarrassed right. before that day. Yeah. But I get, I think, you know, like listening through this stuff, man, there's that delay. That is hard. And so I'm like listening to myself and just like trying to sing. Didn't come out so yeah. well. I was uh, working on an album while he was doing that. And he texted me and he goes, Were you doing it at Josh's studio as well? I did it at 511 in Austin. They okay. were booked. Oh, and cool. I was just trying to get it done. At, Anyway, that's a different story. But uh, I was going to have him sing on one of the songs that I was messing with. And he sent me a deal. He's like, hey, yeah, we're not doing that. I'm out. I'm out, bro. Get somebody else. Uh, you, had your, you had your spotlight. I'm so <laughs> glad. Burned. I'm so glad that because it, like, it was a firm no. And no is the second best answer you can get yeah. in sales. That's what I've always said. And so, like... Saved me a trip to Austin to film with this guy. <laughs> and, and saved him the embarrassment, you know. Donnie, are you musically inclined at all? No, not no. really. He can play a little bit. He, he sings all right. But, man, <clears throat> he sings good. Just for all those people out there that want to follow your dreams, like, follow it unless it involves uh, singing into a microphone. <laughs> and it better be more than just your mom, aunt, and uncle, and cousins that told you you were good. Um, what are you trying to say? That's all the... No, I'm trying to say that, like, make sure that, like, someone who isn't going to blow smoke up your skirt tells you, hey, you're good and you should pursue this. So you're saying I think you just done. had an off day. Cause, like, maybe. I do, too, because you don't, you don't sound bad, like, singing in the truck while yeah, you're driving. Maybe. Cause, like, singing I, is like golf, too. It's like maybe. 90, there's a lot of mental, like, you have to be able to feel Lisa it. thinks that, Lisa thinks that I just had a bad day. Because I'm always when I work out in here, I'm always singing because I have my beats on, and so like she'll come in at like six thirty and hear me, and walk in. It's kind of embarrassing. Maybe you just need to well, sing along with somebody yeah, else, yeah, or take what, the headphones off. Yeah, maybe yeah. it would be a little better. Because I was listening and I was, right like, I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 I was like, I, I, did you Snapchat it to he, me? He I got to, it on film. Yeah, I think he I sent it to He me. wanted to apologize to Josh. It was that bad. I like, I was like, I was so excited to see how he reacted because I wanted him to be like, man, that was so that's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe that's really not a bad idea. Maybe you should have someone sing it and you sing with them. 
Yeah. So that's what that I. That would have been. That's really what good. I have to do with harmonies because I cannot find when I sing harmonies on my record. I can't find the harmony. Yeah. I just my brain don't work that way. I don't know why, but my yeah. so my producer will go and sing the parts, and I'll just match what she does. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. See, I don't even know what you're talking about harmony yeah. and all that. Like, we were just we went to Childers when I was a kid, and my mom put him in guitar lessons and put me in gymnastics. No, I went to gymnastics. I didn't go to guitar lessons. You went, dude, I... I went to one. I explicitly remember. Like, I remember no, like it was piano. yesterday. It was piano lessons. I went to, like I was yesterday. Your ass was taking guitar lessons. Mine was in gymnastics. Sometimes you're so adamant about stuff. Yeah, we did gymnastics so, in Wellington. No. We didn't go to, we didn't go to children's. Dude, this woman put boogers on her socks and I remember it. I was rolling around in gymnastics and then waiting on you to get out of guitar lessons. Boogers it wasn't very long. It was not very long that you were, you did not, maybe it was Who's few older, enough times. I am. Oh. Maybe it was few enough times that you don't remember, which, which it you, wasn't like a big enough thing that you remember. And besides, it's you not already even, had like five concussions at that And besides, time. it's not know. even like a thing that like you should even be arguing with. But the point is, it's like, I'm only we went enough, wrong. the point is, is like we went in enough times where I was just like, that's his thing and I got to go find this other thing. You know, it's like we can't have two guitar playing sons. It'd be cool family. if we did, though. Yeah. We have a band. Yeah. So, so Childress, y'all grew up in Childress? No, Memphis. 30 miles from Childress. Oh, there's Memphis, Texas. I didn't know that. Absolutely. Yeah, 287 in between Childress and Clarendon. Oh, on the way to Amarillo. Yeah. 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 It literally it? has a sign that says, if you blink, he'll miss it. Yeah. Yeah, you and Ross wrote some songs together, huh? Yeah, I wrote Ringling wrote Ross. So, Ross College rodeoed. He wrote for AM. Did you rodeo for AM, yep. too? So, he College rodeoed for AM. And he was a bareback rider. Bareback rider. His yep. brother was brother and dad were saddle saddle bro. So, which is if you meet his brother and his dad, and Ross is kind of like the, he Ross is not the black sheep. But if a fan, if their family if had, there was one, he's the would have been him. He's the artistic, does everything yeah. different. So outlier. Yeah. So he of course he does bareback, and uh, but I wrote Ringley wrote with him. I've written a bunch of songs with him. Our new album's coming out. Uh, Baker Hotel. I wrote it with uh, wrote that with Ross. Wrote Goner with Ross. I've written a lot of songs for Ross. Me and Ross write yep. all together. We're good buds. Is he still out in Nashville? He's in Nashville. I'm begging him. His wife wants to move to Lubbock, yeah. which is, she's from Memphis, Tennessee, and she loves Lubbock. I just, I lived in Lubbock. I love Lubbock. I, I know why people love Lubbock, and I know why people don't love Lubbock, you know, because it's far away from everything. The scenery's not that great, blah, blah. People there are like the best in the world. I think she gravitates for that because she's been in Nashville so long, and the people there are just. So you're begging him to what? Move to Texas. Oh, to yeah. move. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say begging him not. To no, move. begging. I wanted to move to Fort Worth because he's he travel he tours so much in Nashville. He plays in Texas a lot, and uh, but he's he's got some things he's working on that are really really cool things out there, and he's got to see him through pretty much. And so yeah, I, got you. I think he has a plan to get here eventually, but he just he wants to. He's got some things he has to see through in Nashville. So if so. he moves to Lubbock, is there gonna be like a a new addition to the Panhandlers? I would, I would, I would love that. I would love that. You know, but I grew up in the Panhandlers. You want to put you, <laughs> you want to, you want to see a complete cluster. You put four ego songwriters, lead singers together, and yeah. start a band. It is literally like everyone has to just be like, I'm out on every decision because yeah. if you make one, then you're like, it's just like everyone, yeah. you, like, oh, we're just. I didn't realize how touchy we were. Like so it's, it's you, Cleto, me, Cleto, Josh, Josh and John Diamond. Yeah. yeah, and I think me and Josh are like y'all too. We we butt heads and we're not afraid. I'm not afraid to tell him. It is always fun to watch you two together. Uh, we he, are in the same room. Yeah, it's just like and we yeah, we it's really like we cannot write a song together. 
Dang. Yeah, we can't even do that. We've tried. It's well, we're still working on the I same feel like I've given him some years gold. This <laughs> choker doesn't do shit with them. No, uh, you haven't even asked. What, how many songs have I written since the album came out? So I gotta ask you. I gotta ask That's something you. I gotta ask you. I gotta you. ask you. How many songs have you written with all the ideas I've given you? Uh, I started like six of them, and okay. I've, I've been like, "Hey, do you want to write?" And you, you ghost me. You don't consider me back. consider me updated. Shun. <laughs> so fine. Unshun. Fine. Shun. Um, so I think I'm gonna take the first gen to Cook's Garage to get it rebuilt. I've been saying that for months, and you're like, "No, man." Bullshit. Nah. I've got a question. Bullshit. Um, Why? I got it. Willie tells you, and it's like. Oh, okay. You have yeah, never said I should take the first gen to Cook's Garage. As soon as we got back from Cotton Fest, you were like, I think I, I want to do something with first gen. You should take it to Cook's. I think it's a huge mistake. Mistake? Why? Yeah. Not, not Nothing to do with Crooks. Because I thought Crooks? It was Cooks. Oh. You put an R in there. <laughs> Is that why I shouldn't take it? No. I just, I'm hungover and I'm like, my okay. tongue is not working properly right now. Don't so. take the Crooks. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, my high school truck's a 91 flatbed four speed. The By the way, if anything goes wrong, that's the first thing I'm going to tell him. <laughs> no, that's I'm going to spray paint no. an R in there. And so I was going to buy, I was going to buy, a, a, I was going to buy a 12 valve, put it in. I was going to put a bunch of money into. It. I was going to send it up to Cooks and just like get it, get the flatbed painted, get my grill guard repainted, get all the dents fixed in it. And then I realized it's like, this is a farm truck. Like it doesn't need to be like having a truck that I can literally drive through anything and don't care about. Like is a blessing. And I think if yeah. you do that to that truck, you'll lose it'll lose its value to you. But so like my furthest lease place, like it's fine. Oh, you want to be able to drive it far. Yeah. What's wrong with your dually? It works. That's what I'm saying. Like the the my first gen is not reliable enough right now to drive it far. To do all of it. Like I can't take it anywhere. Oh, you're not talking about getting it like repainted and all that stuff. I'm gonna do that too. Oh, okay. But I'm saying what I'm well, saying. Well, they're the best. What I'm saying is like, like it'll fire up, it'll start, but it's just not been taken care of because right. I don't know crap about trucks. Right. So, um, what I'm saying is get it reliable, fix it up, make it nice, drive it to the warehouse and back. But like I got, so there's that one ton. Then I have another one ton that is a Dodge 08 flatbed, and that's what we feed and run yeah. around in. It can pull a trailer. So, so you're gonna take the feeder off this, this flatbed? I'll probably take the feeder off the first gen. Just because I don't, I don't even need use it. the feeders yeah, anymore. Yeah, I don't need Those things them. are expensive, man. They're, yeah, well that and if you if you're not walking around your cows, you're gonna have wild cows. Yeah, I got few enough cows, I like to walk around them with some bags. Yeah. Keep them gentle. But That's the only reason I feed my cows is so I don't have to I can get them in the pen. That's it. Yeah. I mean do a home. I I like I said, I'm very ignorant with this, but like the only, that's really the only reason I do it. Why if my mama cows are there to stay why am I trying to put weight on the mama cows other than after yeah. after they calve and they're milking, they're, they're going to slim down, right? But, like, why am I feeding them all this protein to fatten them up when I'm not selling them for per weight? Right. Why does it matter? Well, because I'm a, what, what I like to call a sympathy feeder. Yeah. It makes Feeds me go a little broke. too much more than you should. Uh, yeah. I feed because I enjoy feeding, and I like having gentle cows. Yeah, and I like them to eat out of my hand, and I like you know scratching their forehead. That's me too. And I got I don't like them to eat out of my hand. That come up that are super sweet, but I don't like them to eat out of my hand just because that makes them hard to sell. Really? Yeah, like if you give them a name, 
Oh, for you, yeah. Not, yeah. not like through the sale barn. There, people want a gentle cow. I'm yeah, saying yeah. it's hard for yeah. me to run her through yeah, the yeah, sale. Yeah. Like we had a, a buck and bull 511. I don't even go to the sale barn. My buddy go. I just I, my buddy picks him up, takes him. And, but yeah. I had I had a buck and bull 511, and uh, I got just I had to take him to a cowboy church, and I at least they ended up selling him at the sale barn. But like I couldn't take him to the sale barn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's oh, nothing wrong with that. But yeah. he had a name. He was my buddy. He'd been in videos. Hey, we got this bucking bull. Uh, if y'all want to buy him, he doesn't really buck anymore. But if y'all want him, no, I gave him to him. Do, do people on in, online do they offer to buy cows from you just to have a Dale Brisby cow? Like no, you're stuff? the only one. Uh, yeah, I still haven't. Actually, I still that was a hard no. No, so, it wasn't. I've had just, guys ask if they could buy our bulls, not bucking bulls, but, but breeding bulls. Yeah. So I wanted a, I wanted Larry Joe Tanner. I first, I knew I was going to only run seven cows, right? And so I wanted each cow to come from a cool place. So I wanted like, because I keep my cows until like I buy cows at Brookmouth and then I calve them out as many like, I bought my last set of cows down near Brookmouth and I got five calves out of them. Did you bring a trailer? No. Because I, I'll load you up. Seventy-seven. Well, I got that skinny one in there. I got the worst fences in Easton County, so I don't need, I need the most, I, I can't even have, like I try to keep, I, 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 my neighbor's bull crossed the fence and it was a very expensive bull and he got my cows, knocked my cows up and then I had, I kept three heifers from that set just to kind of keep them for a year, then build them up and just have them for a long time because they were really good looking. I couldn't keep them in my fence. Yeah. As soon as my neighbor's cows come up, they'll, they'll just find a way out and they'll go join them. Yeah. I decided to get rid of them. I had to sell them. And I wanted to keep them, you know, their whole life duration of rock. I wanted them to cab there and I wanted them to finish out there. And I just, I just couldn't keep them in my fences. Yeah. You, you don't want to give them 77? I wouldn't mind giving them she 77. Throw, she throws twins. What? Oh, that's 77. But I thought you meant the one at the West either. Camp. Has she got horns? No. no. She's a little bitty. Uh, she's not bad hooky anymore. She's the one, she's the one we got on the show. So when I got frostbite on Netflix, I also bought a cow that day. That's why when I get up, I say, we've got to get out of here before I spend any more money. Because I'd also bought a cow. <laughs> anyway, she ended up, we, we it, it was a cow was palpating. And then she had twins. So so I always buy like, my, I know the cow price has gone up, but my deal was like, I buy $500 cows. That's like, that's that's what I, when I started buying cows, I buy $500 bread cows. That's what I do. Yeah. I brought my buddy from Weatherford, who's a dear friend of mine, but I wanted to show him the cell barn. We go in there, and he's so ADD, right? And we're sitting there. I was, I was going to buy three cows that day. And my buddy, Michael, who is our bus driver, you met his kids when we yep, came up here. Yep. He, he works the cell barn there in Eastland. Uh, and, and, and I'm sitting there, and these, all these cows are coming through, and, and my buddy's like, oh, look at that one. What do you think that one looks like? Oh, it's bringing too much money. I'm messing with that. No, look at that one. Look at that one. No, we don't know. And this freaking huge cow comes out. And I was like, my eyes got wide. And then it started going up 800 900 1100 $1,200, $1,300. And my buddy, I look over my buddy's signs. I was like, get your, get your fucking hand out. And he, he, bought the, he bought it. We had to buy that cow. $1,300 cow. I was wow. so mad. I, was, I knew I should, I should not have let you in here. Because he, he just literally couldn't keep his hand down. I was like, you don't have proper. This is like, <laughs> you don't even have, you live in the suburbs. <laughs> No, but it's fun. It's exciting. Dude, that's how they get you at them auctions, man. God, it's so easy to raise you. I don't, bidding. I don't understand the, the terminologies. And so the other thing is like what he, you may have not seen in there is there's about five guys. Well, I don't know how big that cell barn is, but like a Graham, maybe six or seven at the most that are they're order buyers. And they're not typically buying for themselves at all. They're buying feedlots. Packers. They're buying for feedlots. They're buying for people. They got a list. They're called order buyers, 
and there's a system. And the auctioneer has a, like a relationship with those six people. And when something comes in, they'll bid. Sometimes they'll let him take them. Sometimes they'll let him take them. They'll want it. And when some a-hole from the suburbs come in, they'll see him bidding and they'll run you up an extra $100, $200. Really? 100%. I had to pay for frostbite. So I don't even buy my cows. Michael is behind i really don't know what he does but he's able to buy while he's in the booth you know in the, the, the yeah yeah so yeah. he so if you're so he just he sees a good deal he'll buy it and he'll tell you about it later i don't even yeah, show yeah, up yeah yeah so so he probably has a relationship with somebody if he works there yeah. that's the easiest yeah. way yeah you got the end but like when you try to go sit in there and just bid it's cheaper it would literally be cheaper if you just sat down told one of them guys to buy it give them a hundred dollar bill 100 percent, especially like me because i went in do they there. have a look can you can you pick them oh out? yeah you there's, there's some you stereotypes what are the stereotypes uh well it just depends there's some older ones that got a belly are they always just like so so the, the first time is... i did it the reason why i got ran up so much is because i looked just like them and i was dressed as a 67 year old rancher we were doing a video. Like oh, I was doing wow. a video, went in there with the belly, grabbed a donut, had the suspenders and a belt. Randy had the like hat. Five, I, I wanted. Bucks. I bought like three or four bulls, and they ran me up. They thought I was making fun of them. Ran me up. Then there's younger <laughs> well, order you buyers who are gonna, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> younger order buyers that are going to have like their hat kind of propped on their head and um, they slouch. The slouchers. They'll have a slouch, mm -hmm. short sleeve, button up collared shirt Little and then pad, the pad that's the, one of their cell barn tacks stickers with their number maybe but sticking out of their pocket they'll be tapping it on their leg and just give like one of these uh starch jeans that you could tell were starched last week and they've been worn two or three times gotcha and the then dirty like starch, some yeah. sort of like leather like a normal Justin, person like jeans. a chucka type yeah. shoe you know um i mean functional efficient same yeah. thing i would be wearing probably if i was in that you know career but yeah those weren't those guys they weren't the ones running me up but them older yeah with the bellies and the that we should have got better video b-roll of those guys giving you the look just 100 percent. yeah that could have been a video in and of itself me trying to talk to them as the 67 how are you guys doing <laughs> so is that at graham yeah so um, but the, the the michael used to work that subborn too the he, guy he that owns it uh, that runs it, uh, Ronnie Harden. He he's a friend of ours, and he you know he let us go in there to film for the show, yeah. and everybody knew we were coming for the Netflix show. But uh, I still got run up a little bit. But do you run into issues that people interfere like interfering with the filming, like when y'all went to the sub barn or when you're in no. public? Uh, a little bit, like when we were gathering cows. There's one part where we were pretty close to the highway, and it's like every third car that went by was laying on the horn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would lay on the horn. You would lay. You did exactly. That was same thing difficult, just because, yeah. especially since they were trying to make it look like we were <laughs> the same car, just yep. turning this going back and forth nonstop. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, that all ended up just being B-roll and not like anything with sound on it. But no, that was that was a day, man. Golly, that day we were out there at that rent, like we were filming, and I was like, it was the first time they were going to film us gathering something. And I was like, if you'll get on top of this hill, um, I'll feed them earlier in the morning over here. And then we we normally gather that pasture. We don't honk it. So like we did it the same way we did it. The only thing I was going to do was make sure those cows when we started were in a certain spot. So early that morning I drove by, 
on the opposite side of the pasture, honked on the horn, threw some feed over the deal, and then we went out there and we took off and gathered it like we gather it every time. And uh, this film crew drug their feet. I drop everybody off on the back of this pasture just like we normally do with or without a camera. And it took them two hours, maybe three hours to get in position. I ended up getting off my horse and we just sitting on the ground. sat there just for three stayed. hours. Yeah. And I then I, I had to it. poop. I thought so I bad. Like, I was, yeah. So, Donnie thought it was. And um, so finally they're like, all right, we're ready. Of course the cows are gone. He was like, man, them cows disappeared on us. I was like, sir, do the math. All they needed to be do going was one mile per hour. At three hours, they're three miles away. Yeah. Pretty simple math. I was so mad because he had spent all that time getting B-roll and filming like the sunrise. I was like, do that shit tomorrow. Yeah. On a different day. We got to get hot. It was man, that was a learning curve for them. I was I was like, I was having to, because then we had to do it again. Yeah. And, uh, which is fine. It's, it went better you know, that time. Yeah, it went better the second time. The, the footage ended up better, but it was a little learning. I was like, guys, y'all got to listen to me. And like, that's I'm heavy like, brushing that, and that stuff. Are they, yes. are they just in K&M's going around? I mean, that's pretty heavy stuff. Well, that was the, that was the thing. We had to set them out where they could kind of have three cameras on top of this hill and uh, they just film us from a distance. Gotcha. Yeah, they weren't running around on side-by-sides, but... but um, oh, yeah. Talking about speed, how fast is your album coming out? When's that happening? Uh, I don't know. We just finished... We're literally sending off the master, like, this next couple of days. So it's finished. It's just... Uh, we have we have this new management now um, that we're really, really excited about. It's been a transition. Uh, it's... It's kind of crazy. My last manager, Dave Lytle, who is, I was with him for 10 years, and we started from nothing together and came up. And uh, you don't really realize the 10 years, how much work they actually do on a day-in-day basis until they just stop working with them. And so it's like gave me a whole new respect for what he did and how hard he worked. And, and, uh, but really, with stuff like that, it's, I leave it up to management. My job is to write songs and record them the best way possible and tour uh, and they kind of do all that stuff. So if they think it's good to release in February, that's what we release in February. The record's gonna be called Baker Hotel. It's about mineral wells, pretty much. And um, and it's I just it's just weird times. I, I think that I don't know if releasing music right now when it's still weird. I, I would like for it to be over. I really believe in this record. I think it's our best record we've ever done. And um, I want to give it the most chance. It's got so yeah. They've got big plans, and I want them to pursue those and have enough time to pursue those big plans. We're doing like nine music videos for this record. Um, we're filming in Mineral Wells. We'd love for y'all to come stop by, do some cameo stuff. Be great. Um, but we're filming all music videos in like a two week period. Oh man! So they're all going to be intertwined with the same storyline, the same characters, but the songs will be different. So it's going to be like a mini movie yeah. with all with every song as the different part. Yeah. So nice. it could be really cool. So. Yeah. Um, and so yeah it's just like all that planning like I couldn't put a time frame on it I have no idea are you excited about it? I'm, I, it's, I, to me it's my best record um, it's a little different it's weird because we recorded this is the first record we've recorded in Texas since Misunderstood our last three records have been in Nashville so we we just set up in Josh's studio just four of us and we just made it yeah. and it was so cool to do it that way simply you're in Nashville I've got 
thousands of dollars going out the door every day. Yeah. And just the studio rental, all that stuff. And, and Josh's place isn't free, don't get me wrong, but like there's no there's no distractions there. There's a trailer house on top of the hill we rent right now, and we're all we're just four of us. We don't have another monitor guy, we don't have any tech, we have no cartage coming, we've got none of that stuff. No one's coming in. And we're just there with our instruments, and we're making the best record possible. And if you want to spend an extra day making something perfect, you spend an extra yeah, day. Yeah, there's no stress, yeah. no time frame. I didn't really worry about this. Yeah, I mean, I during COVID was easy because I was like, we're just going to take this weekend off. Right. You know, we're going to take this weekend off, and we're going to get prepared for it, and we're going to go in and do it. So we do like three trips in the studio, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm really, really excited about it. I, I hope... I, I love every one of my records. I wouldn't put them out if I didn't love them, you know. So I really loved my last record, um, and it's just at this point you kind of put your best foot forward, and it's up to everyone else to like it. And they're either going to or they're not. And so, yeah. uh, and so it's just that's all I can do. I can't predict. I don't know. I don't know the formula. If there is one, I don't know it. Just put right. my best. Try to put the best quality songs out there and do it in the best quality way. I think. I think everyone is performing at the top of their game. From me on down our, our list of musicians. Like, I think everyone is at the top of their game. I think this is our record. Sounds so a lot like, it. sounds similar to, like, the thought process we have behind, like, videos that go out. You know, it's like, you just never know how the market is going to react. And yeah. occasionally there's one that you didn't think would do well that did great, and then vice versa. That's the worst part, is, like, I, there's so many songs on this record that I'm in love with. And it, that's what worries me, is it's because good. I love them so much that, and like I loved A Bear Island. I thought A Bear Island was going to be a smash. I even told yeah. the guys in the studio when we recorded that song. I go, "Well, we get to keep the bus because that's that song's going to be huge." Yeah. And it didn't. Do and the biggest song I was really a song my that song. My biggest song was a buddy of mine. Well, it's a Duck Hunter song. You're a Duck Hunter, right? Right. Yep. And uh, and uh, well, my best piece of advice on that record is don't ever name an album something that people can't pronounce. So it's H-E-B-E-R-T, which is right. A-Bear I, I knew that. Right, but people don't. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. People don't. And you probably know that because of a rodeo guy from Louisiana because there's, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, uh, A-Bear. Yeah. yeah, so it's like I get Hebert Island, all this. It's just like, it's just it was such a bad call. Did you... <laughs> What about Wrangling Road? You saw that one coming. You had to. No. We were, really? We were in the studio and Josh, it was Josh first signed on with us. And Josh started laughing, and he looked at us, and he goes, "No one's gonna like this song." And I go, "I literally go, I don't care. It's the music, most musically creative thing we've ever done. It's going on the record." And everyone, my management thought it. Then my day, they, they thought no one was gonna like it. Two out there. Really? No one thought it. Oh, dude, I love it. Yeah. Dang. She likes the Beatles. My band tried to convince, tried to. They set me down and told me they didn't think it should be on the record. What? It's got like, what, like Swear 24 to God. million streams. They set me down Spotify? and said, they said, I just don't think this song fits. So I finished that song last second. On, it was on the Rose Queen record. I finished it Whoa. the last day in the studio and we tracked it. And they were just like, man, I think it's, I, just, I don't think it fits this record. So you knew Rose Queen would be good. Yeah. So I mean, I was the yeah, record yeah, after, yeah, but yeah. like, wow. That's no, didn't, wow. didn't she like the Beatles? Like the it's number the biggest, one on Spotify? Yeah. So those guys are, you know, those guys. Suck it. <laughs> Dang. No, it just goes to show, we, we really don't know. Yeah. Um, right, right. And we just don't know. And like I said, just put your best foot forward. And people are going to, our, our goal is, is when we put out a record, is give everyone the ability to at least receive it and listen to it and know that it's out. And then 
Oh, if you do that part and it's a really good record, then it, it will yeah, take care of itself. Hundred percent. And that's uh, how I feel about videos. So, but I'm absolutely in love with this record. Like this is my favorite record I've ever done. I, I think the writing is, is so good on my part. And I'm not tooting my horn, but I just I'm very proud of it. And uh, I've wrote a lot of this record with Drew Kennedy, by the way, who's uh, one of my favorite songwriters. I love Drew. Um, wrote a song up in, Ar in Archer City with him on this Drew. record. You don't know Drew Kennedy? I don't know Drew. Oh, he's great. Uh, he has a band, him and Josh Carter have their the Topo Chico Cowboys. Yeah. Um, so, and they got this story, it's hilarious, they're coming from Lubbock from a show. And if you know Drew, Drew is a very artistic, left brain thinker. He's a scholar type guy. Yeah. And, um, and, and Josh is pretty much kind of the same way. And they're, you know, they've got their cowboy hats and they're driving around this Prius, right? And they yeah. get... They get out of that Stripes and Post, Texas. There's a Stripes right there. Yep. Oh, yeah. And they get oh, out. And they get out to stop and get the Topo Chico's. And they, they were in swim trunks. And they're in, like, I don't know, a wife beater and a cowboy hat, you know. And they've got, like, you know, trendy glasses on or whatever. And they get out and they go inside and they both have Topo Chico's. And they walk out the door and some cowboy pulls up and just goes, <laughs> and walks past them. <laughs> and that was the. And he goes, uh, and he goes. That guy knows we're not real cowboys. And he goes, yeah. And then Drew was, Josh was like, yeah, we're, we're the Topo Chico Cowboys. And that's how that's that funny. started. That's funny. <laughs> because that's, I, I get that same look from pretty much every cowboy I pass. <laughs> Is it the hair? Uh, I think it's they. At that point, they might even know I'm Dale Brisby. Dude, but, so the hair in Eastland, just dude, people gag at smirks all the time. Yeah. And I, all and tell, and then they realize they figure. I guess word gets around, and like the first time they meet me, they'll just be like. Pfft. Yeah. He's just freaking hippie, you know? yeah. And then, and then the second time, the hair like, doesn't. Hey, what's help. going on? Yeah. yeah, the hair doesn't. It help. doesn't help in a small town. <laughs> I wanted to call the shit. So like, early, when we did, when I did the very first video, uh, not the very first, but one of my big videos, "You Ain't No Cowboy." Um, it was actually a tour of my ninety, my first gen, and it was just a tour of tour video of the truck, and I was going to introduce, and that was one of the early B roll in the video was like the truck driving up, and. Um, I was just going to walk them around the first gen. But the first thing I said, I went to the headache rack and I grabbed some picking strings yep. and I said, if you ain't got picking strings on your truck, you ain't no cowboy. Well, I'm wearing a cap, no shirt, vest, holes in my pants, my jeans are tucked in my boots. And I was like, man, that sounded cool. And so I just kept going. I was like, you ain't got a flatbed, you ain't no cowboy. You ain't got whiskey in your truck, you ain't no cowboy. And, um, and then that video went viral by my standards. And uh, had a few people get upset about it and make their own videos, you know, telling me I wasn't okay. But they didn't get the joke, you know. And um, so anyway, it started a lot. I've had a lot of You Ain't No Cowboy videos since then. But now, every time, like, I'm in the booth or, like, people come into the warehouse here, like, kids will come up to me and tell me that I ain't no cowboy. And secretly, it hurts my feelings. Because <laughs> I would never actually tell someone that. Never. What's so funny about that whole video is uh, my whole career, people have been trying to get me to wear a cowboy hat on stage. And I've always said, like, I'm, I ain't no cowboy. I'm not. I'm not a cowboy. I was like, I was like, I always said, like, my cows didn't come with a hat or something like that. You know, yeah. like, uh, and uh, I just, I just never wanted to do, like, I never, in this business, it's always like, it gets so pretend it bastardizes what the cowboy is you know yeah. it really does and i just i know what the music that we're creating is not just it's i just didn't want to have this like deal you know 
And so I always say, like, I ain't no cowboy. Like, you know? Yeah. I always say that. And so he probably stole that from me, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when you did that, thought in my head. When you did that video, my favorite part of that video, it's when you're the mini horse. What was the mini horse's name? Yeah. Uh, and you go, I'm sure. trying to drive my truck. Sheriff Galloway, I'm trying to drive my truck. I lost my sh- it's so funny. Yeah, oh my, I tried to drive my truck. <laughs> it's this little mini horse. <laughs> and the dog on the tailgate, it's just like, yeah. the dog on the, and that dog is not right with us, is it? No, oh, the yellow one? Yeah, yeah he yeah, died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. I think deep down I'd always been an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so. Um, if it wasn't this, it would have been something else. 100%. Yeah. That's what my wife says about, she's like, she goes, it wasn't. She goes, it was nothing to do with you having talent, singing, songwriting. She's like, when you decided you were going to do it, we all knew there right. was no stopping you. And you were going to bust your ass and work, and you're going to learn and work so hard to get it done. And she's like, and that would have happened with anything. Blythe, you and could then I was back like, up like a minute or two ago. Say what? I was talking to Blythe, uh, my editor. And, uh, and I was always like, well, well, shit. Wish you'd have told me that back then. I'd done something else. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been a doctor. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have been because like the, that's what I tell people that want to get into ranching. They're like, they're just like so into it, and and you know they get here, and I'm like, man, it's not that. I'm saying you shouldn't do it. It's like because they have all these questions in the beginning about about money, you know, as they should, you know, as you're going to get into any business. But I, it's like you can do, you can work less and make more money in pretty much any industry. And so you find out that you're doing this because you're passionate about it. Unless you don't consider it work. Right. And so um, anyway, I just, I I knew early on that I wanted to do something that had sales attached to it. Yeah. Because somebody had told me that anybody that ever got rich, 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 did it through sales. Do you have a... Not that I'm trying to get rich, but I just thought... Why not? I'll never go hungry. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do do something that, for me, it's allowing, for me, what's so amazing about the music industry for me is uh, is I, the, my freedom that I have. 100%. And that is literally the greatest thing. I, I run my own business, and my guys, my guys are treated well for what the bullshit they put me through. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling Noah about the flood. And, I mean, uh, a rodeo cowboy the epitome of I mean rodeo cowboys and musicians are so similar uh, very similar very similar um, and uh, I feel like a lot of them get along a lot of yeah, them are buddies yeah, 100%, just, because we same lifestyles and the sacrifices that you have to make you made a very, very good point you say you can either rodeo or you can go have a wife and kids yep and I tell guys all the time that have wife and kids and they're 30 years old and they want to start a music career and I go well that you, I'm not telling you you shouldn't yeah, because, just... but, but you do realize that like there is a reason I'm not married. You know, I'm gone right. all the time. You know, there it's going to be so supporting a family starting out. It took five years for me to make it. I didn't make money until I was 28. I started doing this when I was 22. Yeah. So it took five, six years for me to even get make a penny. I was living in Eastland uh, at my grandparents because it was vacant. Yeah. And literally, I, I couldn't even. I remember the AC went out and I had to buy a window. I had to knock on the wall and put a window unit because I couldn't afford to fix the AC. And so I had, I had enough money to buy a three hundred dollar window unit in one room. Wow! And um, and uh, yeah, I just relentless with it. But but you know, a lot with me too is like you know putting on 
it's like the persona for a songwriter musician uh, is very on stage there's it's a different person right so like me on stage is like confident a little cocky that you have to kind of have this you can't be this sheltered like um this next song is um i really like this song i hope you really like it too. yeah you, know, you can't act that. like that yeah right. you gotta go you gotta be like hey this you know you gotta step out there and box and like so i have a hard time when i get off the road flipping back to who i really am you yep. know and when you receive compliments all the time, all the time, it, 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 it messes with you a little bit. It's kind of bizarre when you're saying, hey, you're great, you're great, you're great, great, great. Yeah. And you really know you're not. 100%. You, you know, it's just, but some some people, and it's really hard to check yourself and go, hey, don't believe that. Even though it's a huge compliment. 100%. But it's so hard to, it's so hard to like come back and go, hey, settle down, you know, settle down. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, yeah. I, was, I was just checking, I got to, Text from JB. He's just running a little late, which is good because so are we. Um, I think that is a hundred percent on point because you you you've got to you've got to be thankful for the gratitude that 100%. comes in, but you can't let it affect you much like you can't let affect affect the let the negativity affect you. So it's like you got to plug your ears from both sides. Like, yeah. While while being very grateful for the you can't let it get to your head because it will affect the, then all of a sudden you think you can't do anything wrong right you know and you can yeah and you do or and the opposite you can't do anything right yeah if right. you listen to all the negativity that'll halt you in your tracks and then you don't want to put anything out so i don't know like i listen to gary v a lot and um he he says he cares most about what the people closest to him think of him. And I don't think we should like spend our lives worried about what people think of us, but in terms of am I going down the right road in life? Do are my morals like really messed up? Is my walk doing good? Somebody who watched one video isn't gonna know the answer to that. The, the four people who I spent eighty five percent of my time. So you're with, saying you need to listen to your brother? <laughs> you walked right into you walked right into that. I'm, I am just saying. You yes, I am saying no. But for real, like if my brother was like, "There's these three, four things that you might need to address in your life," then I need to listen. Yeah, and I I am gonna listen way quicker than I'm gonna listen to someone on who's. And I think I I feel like he would probably do the same for me. Well, the problem with social media is is uh, and it is an, it's it's an incredible tool for people in my position. To have access, to unlimited access to the world, yeah. to promote music on—it's incredible, so great, so great. Yeah, I know. I can. I, there's musicians that will reach out to me. It's like, oh, oh, hello. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> well, you I don't come, know what you're not one of. Them. Well, you come to cut. I'm like, uh. <laughs> no, that was a. That was a. That was. We a, horse traded that deal. That was a very fair trade for me, and not so much for you. Like, See, I think the complete opposite. I think that well, I think that I got the better than the deal on that deal. That, that then, that's the way a deal should be. Where we both think that that doesn't. I, I, I don't believe you. I think I'm right. But like there'll be random musicians reach out to me who just and I'm I'm very kind of them and honest and 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 I and I do most of the time just help them. But it's just like there's one or two in particular. It's just like I can I can man I can 
you think you're being slick, but you're not. You know? <laughs> I get I get so many of these. One of my buddies, he told me, he was like, and you get this too. It's probably, he's got, uh, his name's Jeremy, and he said, I imagine it's a lot like when my four-year-old walks up to me. I see him playing. I see him look at the skid steer. I see him get the idea, and as he's walking over to me, I know what he's going to ask. And mid-sentence, no, you cannot drive the suit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and so, like, there's people, like, only because I get these requests, much like you do throughout the day, you probably get way more of them. It's like, no, I cannot come to, when they start off with, like, it's a benefit. That's the first the first line, like, I can't come to your benefit in El Paso. You yeah. Know, well, I, well I, but they don't realize, I want too. to. Yeah. But there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. It's a nine-hour drive. We do I've a never heard of that. Shitload of benefits all the time. And I've and, already given to non-benefits. Yeah. And giving back is something I'm very, it's and it's, and that's the problem with inside my head is like, okay, I do I do probably one benefit a month. I'll show up on a Sunday and go play. And we'll raise a bunch of money, help someone out that needs help. Typically, someone I know. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a story, and I'm just affected by it. I'm like, yeah, whatever you guys need. 100%. Terrible, awful situation. How can I help? Or if I just send merch, you know, whatever you need. Go silent auction this stuff out. Send you a guitar. I'll take a hundred dollar hit. Like that stuff's all like I'm happy doing it. But what sucks is when you, when you can't do it or you don't believe the benefit that they're putting together is the idea is great and their heart's in the right place, but you know it's going to be an absolute disaster and they're going to spend more money than they are going to raise. For the or, benefit. Or, or, and, and, then it, and then it turns into a – or when it's a look at me, look at me, look at me, look at who I got for this deal. We're not going to help actually help anybody out. A thousand percent. But it's still heartbreaking. To say no. I, I hate I it. I hate it. And, I and, can't and, stand it. And that's why, like, I, I hope nobody just excerpts, like, what I just said because, like, it's followed up with, like, if somebody reaches out to me, whether, because people reach out to me and they're not even following me. Yeah. But I'm still, like, very much honored to even be on their radar. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, not so much the benefits, like, I, because I help with a lot and I'll give to a lot. Yeah. But I don't like to talk about it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't appear as though Dale does anything like, you know, 501c3 or right. org, but like... Yeah, numbers, letters. Yeah, like... Algebra. I, but I do a lot, but I do not like to talk about yeah. it. And I, I would almost rather write a check than, than like... But, but helping promote for people to come is, is different. Then there's some things that like I want them to ask me. If they don't ask me, I'm gonna promote it for free. Yeah. Like that, I got certain. There's people that's just like I want to help them so bad. Like veteran stuff, that's pretty easy. Man, there's a good Veterans Extremes out of Fort Worth. A really, really great, great company. They do are great 501c. They do a lot of hunted hunts for veterans and stuff. Yeah. And and heavily. And there's things you're just like you're like absolutely you can't like. It's an automatic yes, you know. Right. When students, like you said, it's an honor. Like, yes, I'm happy to help. How can I help you raise money? You know, yeah. absolutely. But the other stuff is like, not not a benefit, but just like, there's just a random show four states away, you know, and it's just like, can you come to this and we'll give you a percentage of the deals if they use your code, you know? <laughs> really. Like, Man, people want me to do the code thing all the and time. And you, you're so, and you're so like, you got to protect cheapening your brand. You have to, you know yeah. what I mean. And that's like, how, that's what we are with shows too. Like we have to be picky with our shows. And a lot of people think just because they can't afford us means we have to play it. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. the guy called just me because today. you do just because you have the money and it is and it is a lot and does not mean I will say yes we have to protect our brand have to protect our entity we're the ones out there working and it's, yeah. it's, we have to protect my guys too so it's like um, yeah a, it's, a guy called me today wanted me to do uh, some videos for an apartment complex in Florida and I would make a percentage of the people that were referred there that used my code I was like Pass. <laughs> like not, a, not use car sales. Not a no. <laughs> not a no, but a fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, man, I appreciate the fact that I'm on your radar. I really do. But that's just not my gig. Like, I just... What are the... Call me in 10 years. There's going to be a kid in, in Stephenville or something who loves my videos, and now all of a sudden he has to see this ad from Dale Brisby Hey, if you're looking for an apartment in Kissimmee, Florida, Florida <laughs> use code Dale Brisby. Well, that's you know, and that's that just shows the brand, like you, the greed is not taking over the brand, and and that's really good because you want to put out high quality stuff for what you do, and you want it to be authentic in the realm of actually real cowboys and real Western theme, and doing stuff like that this this it makes zero sense other than you're selling. You're selling a turd to yep. people, and you're hoping you get some bites. Come live in at the and cowboy apartment complex. Yeah, and really timeshare. It gets free deal. But at the end of the day, like you gotta, you gotta pay the bills, you know. But you gotta get permission to do that. So what I mean by that is like. I, I haven't counted, but here lately I've been asking for a lot from my audience because it's the biggest thing in my life and that as in my career, which is the Netflix show. Yeah. So like I'm I'm like I've built this audience based on the value I've brought. Like I'm like I've put in time and effort and put out thousands of videos that were not ads, all for this moment to ask, will you go watch this Netflix show? Now, when they do watch it, it's more value, so I don't right. feel bad asking for it. But like occasionally, you got to ask for, if you're interested, check out my website with these T-shirts. Please, yeah. you know, check out my new album. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, well, they're fans, so they want to support. Right. They want the they they want to feel invested too. And you no, know, I, I feel like the lot, the great thing about even Donnie, even with you, it's like, do you have people like invested in your rodeo career, like? I'm one of them. Like, I want to fucking know what happens. <laughs> like, you know? Like, I want to see... Yeah. And I want to see the, the duality between you guys, too. It's like, it's fun. It's it's yeah. like... And I'm, I'm a fan. I want to wear the hat. Like, right. I want to like, buy my buddies your hat, you know? Yeah. Like, I want to bring, you know, my bus driver's kids to be like, hey, I can get you to meet them. And right. I, you know, yeah. they think I'm... They think I suck compared yeah. to you, you know? And like... And... Uh, well, they got... They got good taste, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just like even like the with branding his stuff, the pow pow, and right, you know, that's like cool. Like you have, and it, that what what really opened up on the Netflix deal is really like uh, getting to know more about what Leroy's part in the operation and with uh, the ranch too. Like I didn't really realize how like I didn't. I guess. I, I guess I'm not the greatest fan, but like to me, it was the, it was really cool to watch Leroy. Like, okay, like the decision he makes big decisions too, and you listen to his advice guy, and like he's out there working cows and all that stuff too, and like, and like, but you can see the operation now, and yeah. like, and 
really clearly in that 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 Netflix deal. So, well, and yeah. I enjoy being a fan too. Like I enjoy telling people about. It. I've already told twenty people about. It. Like, if you do, you even know this stuff. Go check it out. Go check it out. I appreciate that because I want that too. That's how fans are. Think about you as a fan with something like the coolest part about being a fan is sharing what you are right. a fan of. And, yep. and the people people coming to you and going, holy shit, how have I never heard of this before? Like, that was awesome, you know? Yeah. So you take pride in it. You take ownership and stake in it, too. That's that's the fun part is, like, you know, Jeff out in, you know, BFE, Oklahoma, who discovers us, who's had a hard time. Now he goes down the rabbit trail of these videos, and he watches the show, and he's watching, you know, all 286 episodes of Rodeo Time. And now all of a sudden for the next four months when he's having a rough day, because it's easy to have those these days, um, he's got that 14-minute escape on the Internet where he can go watch something that he appreciates, meaning the lifestyle, and then some funny characters who are living it and that he can relate to. Yeah. That's cool to me. Whether Jeff ever buys a dang shirt or not, I do not care. Yeah. Most Jeffs will not, by the way. Yeah. And I might make half a penny on the YouTube view, but I mean, I couldn't survive on what my YouTube makes alone yeah. at all. So anyway, which is substantially more than mine, if you think about it. I mean, <clears throat> my music, my views are. I mean, I I I don't even know what I I don't. It's not that much. Like right. record sales for me, record music's free, right? Yeah. So that's how insignificant our Spotify and YouTube stuff is. So it's practically free. We're probably giving away. We make our money on playing shows. We make that's eighty percent, eighty-five percent of our business is playing shows. Is about seventy percent. Twenty percent is merchandise, and then five percent is uh, streaming and all that other stuff. So. And I, I really feel like this is just an observation. I don't know numbers, and maybe I'm wrong, but I really feel like that a lot of artists are missing the boat on merch. And they call it merch, they treat it like merch, and it could and should be an actual brand. Well, why don't you do our merch? <laughs> I mean, I could. I'm not saying put Del Brisby on my stuff. I'm just saying you have an entire operation here. I do, I do you have do, an operation. You, you, I don't know how you're getting shirts right now because no one in the country can, or at least that's what Nashville's saying. Your shirts are comfortable. They, they look great. Why not take a band on and 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 do the printing and design and make money off that. Uh, I could, and the branding. I could lightly. Yeah. But I you don't want you don't, need, you don't have time you don't have the time or the want to or give a shit to mess with it. Well, I would need to know that they had the branding side of it, you know, like I I'm on the edge of doing something like that. Like I'm I'm working on a couple of things that would allow me the bandwidth to handle that if if the band were able to like put in the work that I put in as the brand of Rodeo Time. Marketing on their social media would have yeah. to match uh, his yeah. output. But, but essentially uh, what I'm saying is just like, I feel like when I talk to artists, like I don't feel like they put stuff out on social media. I survive on merch, quote unquote. I hate posting videos of myself talking to camera. Like it it's makes, not, I, I hate it. I can't do it. Well, I don't like it. Yeah, so I don't that, know. I just I feel I think like most artists are like that. They don't like the, the other thing they're missing though is the is the the social media. Like yeah. I mean, every artist like should be making like freaking vlogs with their cell phone, and not just one every three months. Where you know some of them will carry a guy along, and they might make one a month or something. I'm talking like three per weekend. Like I mean, just simple stuff. If if man, if 
if I were a musician... Well, you're talking to the worst person on social media of all time. And you probably know that. I can see the look in your eye through those glasses that you're like, yeah, you are terrible. No, <laughs> I, don't, I, I haven't evaluated your stuff recently. All I'm saying is that you guys, some of you guys are sitting on gold mines. And you don't know it. Because for them to be interested, we have to be interesting. You guys have some of the most interesting lives that nobody sees. Mm-hmm. That nobody sees. But, and a lot of your people, they don't want to have a camera in their face. But if I had a band, their ass is <laughs> not welcome on that stage if they're not okay with a yeah. camera being in their face. We were go- we're going to make so much more money. We're going to be ROI positive because of that camera long before, because of that crowd. Yeah. Because like, it would just you would just have to be okay with being filmed, and obviously they would have a say well, if they did something or said something they didn't want on camera. So like, oh, we are take it out. we are currently looking for a video guy to come on the road with us. And what I was telling my we had a guy come up this weekend from Arizona. He's finding out it's probably not gonna work out. He was great. He's probably not gonna work out because he has a smoking hot girlfriend in Arizona, and he's not gonna fly every weekend to yeah. Texas and do it. So. Um, so, but I told him. But I told him. I go. I, I, <laughs> I go, we post pictures, right, on social about just us playing on stage. I'm like, dude, we're not inventing the wheel. There's nothing unique here. I was like, you need to get yeah. guys coming in out of the bus. You interview the driver. Interview people in the band. Like, there's a vid- He interviewed Josh and Josh a little tipsy, and he's like, uh, he's eating a sandwich. And he goes, what kind of sandwich is that? And Josh's like, it's a French fries sandwich. And he goes, it's a French fries sandwich. And Josh looks at the camera. He's like, he doesn't pay us. He's like, my, my hands hurt. Best part my of the video. Hurt. Yeah. And I was like, it made us all laugh. I was like, that should be the intro to our video so, of the weekend. And, and so, like, so, like, a lot of these... We're trying to find someone that can capture us just being us. We, we're we hilarious on the road. If you can get someone dude, to capture it, then I would love that. Because I dude, can't find one person. Everybody wants the B-roll. Yeah. They want yeah. the slow yeah. shots yeah. in front and the guitar and the, it's in focus and it's yeah. crispy. Yeah. And that's good. That's great. Elements. But the majority should be life dude, on the road. The people on the... on the, the people that are watching that at the show, get that. Let them have that. 100%. Dude, when I put out those those silky, smooth videos with B-roll, like, eh, okay. But when I put an iPhone video of of Donnie eating a dang scorpion off of a, a rat trap, 120,000 views. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... Fucking Donnie. I mean, you, better, you better get used to eating scorpions. <laughs> when... When we are interesting, they will be interested. End of story, period. And so, like, Josh is hilarious. You guys are hilarious. And it's just like, every time I walk on, I would be walking like this. And then if you got to blur something or beep something or or not not put it, like, okay, well, then just don't put it. Well, we just need someone that's willing to come do that for us. So if you ever get a a video person that might not work with your camp, send them my way. Or if anybody's listening or watching. like He could make some test videos for you. I would love that. You want to come on the road with us for me, Ken, and do it? Yeah, awesome. I'm down. Amazing. Because Pay you to do it. How because, can like, it's just... Now, okay, so it's, it's two things. It's like they're watching it for the, the content value, production value. Content value is like the 67-year-old rancher, my most viral video, shot with an iPhone. They're watching that because the content is hilarious. They're not watching it because it was shot with Quality a red, shit, yeah. 180 frames per second, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now, and it makes it more real. It makes it more. It makes it seem 
unplanned, unpredicted. Un- yes. It makes it like seem like that was really good on the fly. Holy if crap. Like, this podcast, he's just talking. This podcast, if these mics go out and we had to use that audio, that's fine. Yeah. It kind of, you know, like, I wish it could be better audio, but it's not. They're still going to listen. Yeah. Same thing with those cameras. If it has to be iPhone, that's fine. Now, when you can, the content value is number one priority. But if, if, if these guys learn and spend just a little extra time on some B-roll, this is a cool shot. It helps with the sponsor plugs. It's, it's in focus. It, the color's good. And you add a little production value on top of that, that's, that's good. Yeah. That's great. But number one, the foundation, is the content value. And I've, you're, I've actually, this, uh, this has been very eye-opening for me in the last 15 minutes. This and dude, it, it should not cost you an arm and a leg. No. Or you, you should be, you're paying for the quantity rather than the quality. And when I say quality, I'm talking about the production value quality. Yeah. So like, if you could, if like I would rather pay somebody who can be, be there, but not be stand out. Like ever, like he's, you know, he's, this is somebody that's like, so he's going to flow. No, you're a musician. You fit the crowd. You got this, maybe sometimes the iPhone too. It's like way more informal. People will be themselves. You yeah. get these big ass cameras, cameras like this stuff. right here. Yeah. People are like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. but, um, Anyway, so I'd rather pay a guy, you get like nine pieces of content out of it, rather than one flashy B-roll thing that gets 1,400 views on Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand. Technically, anyway, cinematically. I'm not, I'm not passionate about it. No. You can't tell uh, that I'm... That you can't I feel like... I, yeah, did, you don't make did I just, I'm going to let you answer this question. Uh, so y'all please be quiet. Did I just get a talking to? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard this thing. Probably more time than anybody. Both these guys are, both these guys are laid back. Some of the, some of my least expensive videos we made have the most views. So. Now I'm with you. You have a very good point. I think as soon as people start seeing a lot of, there's a time to have like a cool production video, but the, the like the weekend videos don't have to be this like crazy thing. Like no, it's it's, it's what people want to see. It's real. It's, it's, it's the bus. Yeah. It's yeah. the drive to there. It's drive it's there. It's talking to the driver. It's and then someone it's, waking up out of their bunk. Yes. It's someone having chips. Why is there chips all on your bunk? The video not, yeah. should end when you walk on That's stage. That's what I was about yeah. to say. I'll do your little group group talk right before, and then boom. Yeah. The when, are you That's the out, when are you coming out with us? That's the outro. Just tell me when. Anytime. But see, that's how, that's what would build. That's what I'm saying. But it would, would be build good. a brand. It would be great to have the merch. It'd be. It'd be great to have that formula to follow because he's not be able to do that every weekend, which we would love. I mean, everyone loves you, but but like to have a formula to go, hey, tell someone this is the content we want you to get, and then the editing done, and then boom, post. So your foundation is this 12, 14, 18, maybe 20 minute YouTube video. That's the foundation. Then you get your little snippets, and, and that goes on YouTube. You make like a shorter version for Instagram. Maybe if, it, if you made an 18 minute, maybe it's like a four minute Instagram and Facebook version. You have some swipe ups. You'll have some little snippets in there. That's just like that. Just throw that up on Instagram. And then you build off of your foundation, your longer form content. And like you can do the same thing with podcasts. And... What musician is doing a po- Jack Ingram. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing a podcast. He can see it, man. He don't want to get on the road. Yeah. So he's going to leverage his name. And he's going to build a podcast to keep his brand going. Yeah. And it's working. But there's room. Yeah. There's room for other people. It doesn't have to just Well, I think that. that I think a lot of the band videos are so unoriginal. And when we copy those, I'm just like, ugh. It's just like we're just doing what everyone else is doing. I don't want to do that. 
Dude, I we have such a good, we have so many good personalities on the bus. Like, even to our driver, to me, to the I mean, every person, our, our cranky sound guy, cranky cat, Mr. Cat. Dude, let's like, hear about cranky cat. Yeah. And this. All, of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's good banner, and all of a sudden, it's seven minutes long. Oh, we'll just throw that up by itself. Oh, here's Josh. He's playing the guitar. Like, let's hear. Let's give us a quick guitar lesson. Now, all of a sudden, you get a guitar lesson from Josh Serrata, and then you just throw it on there. We've been in the this bus for starts, 15 folks. minutes, and we've got four videos already. Yeah. But all, all you got to have is willing people. You know, if they don't want to be. Oh, on my guys are—they're hilarious on the camera. Dude, Josh they're hilarious. is. I would, but but then so that's where I go, and I'm like, I would have these shirts that we wear in these videos. Sometimes you ain't even got to talk about them, and then like, video after video, bring value, bring value, bring value. Thirty-three videos later, you're like, hey, also all these shirts we've been wearing, they're available. On. Why is the the bull getting struck in the ass by lightning? That's just how it is in rodeo. Oh wow, that's the Mooney zone. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but that's um, lessons. Yeah. Deep hey, I, I feel like uh, you should invoice. I just, you know, I, that's, you're right. Well, I, I tell you what, it, what would be very helpful is if you do know someone that's willing to go out on with a band on the road, you know, full time and, and document, I mean, send them our way. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Because we, we've, we've, we've had a difficult time finding someone and strictly because I, the reason we have a difficult time and you're going to think, I'm going to get another talking to her for this, but I don't like on my business saying, hey, guys, we're looking for a video person to come to the room. Yeah. I just don't like that look with us. I just don't. Um, well, what you can do is if you would like to video for the William Clark Green Band, well, take an why, intern. Why don't you? Get an intern unpaid for weekends. Well, I don't mind paying. I just don't like using my platform to say, hey, we're looking to hire someone. Why? I That's don't know. Like, it'd be like a dream come true for like, there's probably like 90 people out there that yeah. would be. Just look into that camera and say it, and then uh, you won't be putting it out. That will. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, it, you're... I, what I would do is like same thing I do with my intern deal. It's like, hey, send us a video you made. Do it yeah. on your story. Start with your story. Yeah. Like stories are very informal, and yeah. it would not throw people off. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I, I mean, then, that's what I do. I was like, send them to my story, and and or I send them. I was like. Send a video to Rodeo Time Instagram explaining to me why you'd be a good. So you could do the same thing, like, hey, send us a video of yourself talking, but then also send us a quick video you edited. We want somebody to, and you could call it a vlog because in 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 film land, that means like less formal, like you Story. don't doesn't have to be yeah. as fancy. Yeah. But like, hey, we need somebody to make our, some vlogs for us. That's what I would do. Hmm. So they don't think they got to be some big production. You know, because yeah. you don't need, you don't want that. Yeah, you're right. You, you don't get want fifty people send you something. You pick your favorite five and then Zoom call them. Make sure they're not a weirdo. Yeah, like this guy. Yeah, so like, get them to send you <laughs> a video true. they made. Then if you like the video they made, like, yeah, like, true, hey, now send a video of talking to the camera and tell me about yourself. Yeah, and just keep going, and then just keep going. That's yeah. what I do. So, that's what I would do if I were you. Well, but, thank you. That yeah. was very. Uh, I wouldn't be afraid. You're gonna, dude. You're gonna give somebody their dream job. You know what I'm saying? Like I started with William Clark Green yeah. in 2021, and man, I just I never now I got a media company. Blah blah blah. Yeah, thousand percent. That's that's awesome to me. But it would be a pretty sweet gig, right? Wouldn't it? Like I think going like if I was road, trying to like, rodeo and stuff, like I'm, especially if you can't play good, like somebody like me. Yeah. You know, it's like man, I can't play guitar, can't sing, but that's a cool lifestyle. Like. That would be a spot where I could yeah. fit in. Yeah. You get 
the leftover groupies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody's, everybody's got girlfriends now. That's changed so much. The guys you get all the groupies. Oh man, <laughs> we used to be the most single band out there, and so the bus was always just. It was just like after every show, it's like we'd all go to the bar, and then the whole bar was welcome back to the bus, right? And so the bus was just packed, and now everyone's girlfriend up. Uh, Josh Serato is getting married. Dang. He proposed Good. to wow. Lindsay, and uh, we love her. She's very, very awesome. And uh, so, yeah, once that happened, it's like, now it's like, after the show, like, we have like, there's not much to do on a bus, by the way, so don't judge me for this, because there's only like three things you can do. You can watch TV, you can play on fucking social media, or you can sleep yep. and play video games. And so we'll have like Halo night. That's four things, by the way. Yeah, but like sleeping doesn't count. Yeah. So it's really something you, it is something you do, you know what I mean? I understand. So we play like Halo 3 from college days, like old school Halo, and we all like, we just talk to each other and yeah, it's really, really fun. And so now it's like after shows, I'm just like, I can't wait to get back to this. We play Halo. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of like going to the bar, talking to chicks, it's always like not, and you know, my girlfriend's like, you're so, you're such a loser, that's what you do. And I was like, well... I can go back to doing what I used to be doing before yeah, I met you. <laughs> like, nah, you know what? Halo's yeah, not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what, and when I'm in Vegas, people think that I'm like ready to party. Really? And, oh my gosh, they think I'm, people like, well, I don't know how many drinks I've not drank that I got bought. Do you say me. no, I don't drink when they offer you no, one? No, he takes them and hands them to me. Really? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll hand them to him. When he's maxed out, then I'll, then I'll <laughs> tell him. Then I'll tell him. But like, so if you ever want to drink for free, just follow Dale around and pick up the drinks people offer. And that's yep. actually a really good idea. But except every now and then you get a roofie in there. Has yeah. that happened? I don't remember. <laughs> no. I've been roofied one time. I don't even know really? why they call them mm-hmm. roofies. They should call them floors. Right. It wasn't right. even at a show. <laughs> I was in Houston and I had uh, I was buying drinks. I had some like, uh, girls I grew up with. And we're all at dinner together, and I was going to the bar to get drinks, and I was getting like three vodka sodas, a couple of gin and tonics. They're all chick drinks, right? And uh, and I I put them there, and I, I grabbed three of them, and I took them to the table, and it's all girls, it's all girls, and like two or three guys, right? And they're like smoking hot blondes. All my girls from I'm up with are very pretty girls, and then I so I had to leave the drinks, and I, when I came back to the bar, I grabbed the other three drinks, and then one of them was mine, and I I hugged, I loved, at the end of the night I was hugging a potted plant on my sister's front porch begging my mom to take me to the hospital. Begging. Wow. I don't know if it was refilling or not, but I was like, I've, I kept being like, that something's not right, something's not right, something's right. right. And like, I've tested those waters plenty to know. Right, right. Yeah, wrong, you right. know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> there you go with that word again, refilling. There you go with that word again. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'm a morning person. Dude, yeah. I'm up. I was up at five thirty this morning. Like I, just, I t- I'm up early in the bus. I'm, I'm the first one up on the bus. So yeah. if I can get, I can get to bed at three and wake up at seven, no problem. Yeah. I, I wake up. I wake up. I didn't even. I didn't. I didn't work out. Nothing. <laughs> it was funny as shit because right after I watched that Netflix deal and you talk about how like you're up early and you wake up whenever you want to. Whenever I texted y'all, hey, can like yeah, I texted y'all at, like two or something because I was yeah. I was finished. I was like, hey. Congrats, this thing's great. Like, like really did a great job. 7.30, his text rolls in. 9.45, his text rolls in. <laughs> well, I, I saw the text had a late night. Okay. at 6. But knowing you were a musician and, you, you know, when you had texted me, I, I was like, I didn't text you too That's early. what yeah. I thought. I thought you might still be sleeping. I didn't want to wake up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, I had been anyway. awake for 10 minutes. 
<laughs> well, thanks for coming on the um, Rodeo Time podcast. We usually wrap up with life advice. Mm. So what do you got for our listeners? What's your um, life advice? Mm. Well, my favorite quote is uh, a Tom Waits quote. It's, uh, the world is not my home. I'm just passing through. And, uh, yeah, I mean, good life. I have good musician advice. Yeah, that's like, fine. Uh, You're a musician, so man, it works. It's the, the, in, this, in this business, it is, uh, it is get your ass on the pavement. Yeah. And that is literally, I see a lot of guys make that mistake. They think they can do it from their computer, which you can. It's possible for sure, but getting out there on the road, uh, it's like rodeo. You gotta go. You gotta go hit all the rodeos. You gotta That's hit all. That's true. Them. You yeah. gotta hit your ass on the pavement. You got to. And yep. Don't be afraid to lose money. Get out there, and uh, and also, give yourself a a date that allows you enough time to try as hard as you can, but also be willing to put it down, walk away from it. I see a lot of guys spend their spend too much time chasing after it. You yeah. Know? And it ruins their life, and they don't know they're not even aware where they where Dang, it is, you know? that's sad. That's a sad yeah. thing. So, I mean, I don't want to be 45 years old still trying to chase a song that everyone likes. I mean, and if that's your deal, do it. But, like, it's not my, I want a better life than that. You know what I mean? Right. 100%. I don't want a quality of life, you know? So, I see a lot of guys kind of get stuck in that drunken web of trying to create greatness. And they sacrifice, because you have to sacrifice family and stuff. We kind of have to sacrifice that to start out, and so it's tough to watch guys that. Thousand percent. Too late. They're, it's too late for them to go back to what they probably should have quit a long time. One thousand percent. That's rodeo. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you see guys that, especially, I imagine it's easy in in, in music. Like you see guys that uh, get a little too wrapped up in the after party. Yeah, hundred percent. And it'll slow them down. Like you can do that, and you can do that tonight, and it's not gonna slow down your whole career. Well, if you have those nights over and over again, it's gonna slow down your whole career. Right. And. Um, and so you'll see them, and, and they may they maybe they ride halfway decent, you know, but they've got that, or or maybe they don't do that. They just, you know, need to. But I don't know. I feel like there's certain fundamentals that if you execute, and then you're responsible with all the the fringe stuff on the outside, it 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 it'll work out in your favor. The thing about rodeo, which is also similar to music, is there's there's levels of like like you don't have to go to the NFR to have an enjoyable career. You don't have to play you can race rodeo, right? Yeah. You don't have to play, you know, at Houston to have an enjoyable career. You don't have to do it for a living for it to be enjoyable. Hundred percent. Yeah. Music and Music, rodeo. Yeah, yeah. Man, that. Hey, but really don't waste a second when you go after when you go after it, and you decide you put everything aside and you decide to go after it hundred percent. Do not, do not slip up on laziness because there's guys like me and there's guys like Kojo. And there's guys like Casey, and there's that you will never outwork. Yeah. And so you have to be the one the hardest working one out there, and you can't let the party. The partying is fun, and trust me, we all have done it, and we all it's fun. But like at the end of the day, you're asked up six o'clock in the morning to van going next town to go lose three hundred bucks. I mean, that's yeah. the reality. So uh, yeah, because guys like me don't slip on that stuff. We're that's all, yeah. man. The year Jacobs Crawley won the world. Uh, there's no telling. I mean, he must have been like 3% body fat. Like, this joker, he did everything. All the extracurricular. And I would watched him throughout his career. He's been to 10 NFRs and uh, in a row. And he's a world champion. And he's always worked hard. He's always sitting in his saddle. He's getting in the spur board. And 
even after 10 years, you know, he's in the gym, he's doing all those things, but like you see some guys, they're kind of a flash in the pan that, you know, and, and they've got the talent. Probably do. They've got the talent and they, they, they win some rodeos, they draw really good, but what you see it is when they try to repeat and, th and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen the next year and they, they think they got it. And I'm not talking, I don't know anything about radio, and I don't know Jacob, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was someone out there that's more talented than he is but does not have the work ethic he has. Oh, Hunter, I, I mean, I don't know either. Try you know, beats talent any day. He's, he's also, the thing about him is he also had uh, some talent. But, yeah, there's, there's so many guys, and I'm sure, he, you know, I can think of a couple that he and I have even talked about that just if their head would show up, you know, or even just their work ethic, they would be world champions every year. Yeah. And and but anyway. Hey, but that's what that's why that's why it's so great because if you do work your ass off, like I know I don't have the greatest voice in the world. I know that like they're like I know what my pros and my cons are, but like I work really hard at songwriting, work really hard at my craft, work really hard at having a great band and I, I put those things on high value and like I see guys that I see guys that can sing way better than me, and that honestly, I think better, write better songs than me. But they don't have the work ethic, and they're yeah. literally in the same town they've been in. They're playing for two hundred dollars a night, and they're better than me. Yeah, and yeah, just I, because I, I, they I, don't want to travel and get out on the pavement and work. Yeah. And it's 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 it, the only difference is I just worked harder. That's literally it. I yeah. just worked harder. Well, that's I could say the same thing about social media. There's, you know, I mean, there's well, not, it's obvious. There's not because, very many yeah. people that are funnier than I am, <laughs> but they're out there. They're just not willing to put in the work. Well, and you're 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 one hundred. I mean, you really opened my eyes on that stuff, and I I need to. It's only going to benefit me, so why not work? Hard it is it? the same thing, though. 100%. You got to work at it, and you can see, you can see it translate to our followers and our 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 involvement online too. We don't work hard at it. We don't try, and our. Our social media sucks. The thing about and it that's is, literally translation. Most people will work hard at it. They don't have the talent, and they will not get a big following because they're not interesting. That's that's the boat where I see a lot of musicians moving. Is they are interesting. All they got to do is turn the dang camera on. Yeah, and have someone that edits edit it in a fun way too. Or, or they just could be willing yeah. to throw a little extra on the side to somebody else to do it. Yeah. So your advice made me made mine we're, feel really we're, weak. We're looking for a. Um, we're looking for a full-time paid video person. Full-time. So there you have it. If y'all know anybody, let me Ooh, know. What are you paying? That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> my advice was gonna be uh, be a Fruit Loop and a bowl of Cheerios, but your advice was real heavy and heartfelt, so I had to change mine. Well, I had a lot of advice though. My yeah. advice took 15 minutes. Mine, mine will kind of back. It's kind of in line with yours, but it's like, don't ask yourself, is this right or is this wrong? Ask yourself, is this wise? And I feel like with all three of the professions that we've talked about, music, rodeo, and social media, there's a lot of things in day-to-day -day that, like, it's not wrong to drink some beer tonight. It's not wrong to not post a video today. It's not wrong to skip the spur board or the, but is it wise? Right. And when you make those wise decisions daily, that's when all of a sudden it all comes together and you can go big. What's your life advice? Uh, let's go with the the norm. Wash your hands and say your prayers. Germs and Jesus are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good advice, especially in these days, these days and age.
Danya, what you got? Take a chance, Columbus did. Both <laughs> <laughs> you guys, just solid advice all the and, way around. And sort. Yes. Sort. I like that in the table. Way shorter advice than yeah. this. End. Well, thank you all. We're on to the next one. Um, reach out to William Clark Green via social media if you want to run his social media. He needs some help. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks okay. for having me. Don't forget to check out the Netflix show. Tell a friend about it.